I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks. Just a truck What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, brother, D- brother Jim, brother Dave, Super Dave, and Bree Baldridge is in the house. Hi, everybody. Morning, morning. morning Bree. Morning. How's everybody feeling today? Good. It's a high road hauling day. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Let's high road up. Let's high road up. I like it. Let's kick off the pledge. I pledge allegiance, allegiance to, to the, the flag of, of the United States, States of America and, and to, to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. God indivisible with liberty and justice for all all right father god we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today we pray for the safety of our fleet all of their families and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today we pray for patience and in making good safe decisions we pray to be accident free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening we pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our JFW family members that are ill. No matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just our opinion, the people in this room. Expressed. Expressed opinions. (laughs) Episode 98, it did well. That was a Jesse Radaba episode. It had 838 downloads. Nice. Good job, Jesse. He brought the noise. Thank you for allowing us to be your supporting cast. Yes. (laughs) And all those good questions. Yeah, he did a good job. Yep. He's going to do a great job, too. Absolutely. We Uh, only have good guests on. Well. (laughs) (laughs) See, just expressed opinions. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Right. Let me ask you this. Have we had a bad one yet? Nope. I don't think so. I don't Maybe think today so will be your yeah. first. <laughs> no. Bree's <laughs> <laughs> <Bree's> like, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> we were at 48.3 thousand total downloads, and we have 217 followers. So no new followers, but if you are listening and you haven't hit that follow button, crush it right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah please do. You know, it, it, I mean, you know, don't want to be half glass empty or glass half empty guy, but... It would have been so cool to hit that 100th episode 50, and 50,000 yeah. downloads. It just, what a, what a nice round marker to have. But yeah. Still pretty impressive. What was the total you said, Rat? 47? 48.3. 48,300 yeah. downloads. We wow. only need 1,700 downloads to hit 50,000. Yeah. Would it, would it, how many? 1,700. So it's a little over three weeks. Yeah, we're close. Yeah. Or, or if we get 800 this week and 800 next, there we I'd go. count it. There we go. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bree, do you have a lot of friends? <laughs> um, Big family? 
No, no. Huge uh, social media following. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Can we count on you? Three or four people. <laughs> sure. Okay. Will your son listen to this? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> He's a teenager and trucking's boring. Right. So, you know. Mom's not boring. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's time for the dad joke challenge. Bree, you are the fresh blood. Yep. The guest always goes first. I need to, I need to say the reason that you're here today is because your gynecology dad joke last week. So, oh, is that, that's what got me here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I've got a couple, uh, they're short. They're not super long. Um, so the first one is the Buddhist goes to a, um, food cart and he says, make me one with everything. So he gets his tofu hot dog, and <laughs> and after getting it, the Buddhist hands the, the cart guy a $20 bill. So the cart guy turns around and starts helping the other customers, and the Buddhist stands there, and he's kind of confused. And he goes, well, where's my change? And the vendor says, change comes from within. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is uh, a climber fell off a cliff, and as he tumbled down, uh, he caught hold of a small branch. Help! Is there anyone up there? He shouted. A majestic voice boomed through the gorge. I will help you, my son, but first you must have faith in me. Yes, yes, I trust you, replied the man. Let go of the branch. Is there anyone else out there? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You know, I usually go last, but I'm just going to jump on that train because it's a, I have a joke about an atheist, right? So there's an atheist. He's out paddling around, and uh, the Loch Ness Ness monster comes up and bumps his boat and bites it and he's like trying to rip it underwater and the atheist is like god help me and boom the Loch Ness monster goes down the waters become still the boat settles down but then there's a thunder from heaven and god says you haven't believed in me all this time and now you ask me for help and the guy says the atheist says well i didn't believe in the Loch Ness monster 10 seconds ago either You made me laugh, Bree, because I thought at first, before it was obviously uh, a Buddhist joke, but I thought you were just substituting that for one of big country's Amish jokes. Because <laughs> he was putting out the Amish jokes last week. He was on an Amish roll. He was. <laughs> well, I'll jump in there then, because if we talked about uh, an atheist, the Buddhist, everything, I have a joke about a nun, weirdly, here. So, uh, a nun... Badly needed to go to the restroom, walked into the local Hooters. The place was hopping with music and loud conversation, and every once in a while, the lights would turn off. Each time the lights would go out, the place would erupt into cheers. However, when the revelers saw the nun in the room, they went dead silent. She walked up to the bartender and asked, May I please use the restroom? The bartender replied, Okay, but I should warn you that there's a statue of a naked man just wearing a fig leaf. Ah, well, in that case, I'll just look the other way, said the nun. So the bartender showed her, showed the nun to the back of the restaurant. After a few minutes, she came back out and the whole place stopped just long enough to give the nun a loud round of applause. She went to the bartender and said, sir, I don't understand. 
why did they applaud me for just because I went to the restroom? Well, now they know you're one of us, said the bartender. Would you like a drink? No, thank you, but I still don't understand, said the puzzled nun. You see, laughed the bartender, every time someone lifts the fig leaf on the statue, the lights go out. Now, how about that drink? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. Well, did you guys know there was a medical uh, convention here downtown last weekend? There were medical people everywhere. I think that's leaking. (laughs) It seemed like it. I thought I saw something. I thought I smelled it. (laughs) Sprayed you, huh? Anyway, there was a a male and female doctor that, you know, during the convention had a few drinks, and they kind of get to eye on each other, and... The male doctor asks the female doctor to dinner, and she accepts. They sit down at the restaurant, and she excuses herself to go wash her hands. After dinner, one thing leads to another. They end up in her hotel room. Just as things get hot, the female doctor interrupts and says she has to go wash her hands. So once she comes back, they go for it. and Sure enough, get jiggy with it. Once they finish, she gets up and says, I'm going to go wash my hands. As she comes back, the male doctor says, I bet you're a surgeon. She confirms and asks how he knew. Easy, you're always washing your hands. She then says, I bet you're an anesthesiologist. The male doctor says, wow, how did you guess? And she says, I didn't feel a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Let's go out. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got, this is really just a dad joke. It's not all intricate like your guys's are how do you get a one-armed man out of a tree wave (laughs) wave (laughs) well you want my short one then i have another short one dave yeah but it wasn't it wasn't did you know that light travels faster than sound what yes i did that's why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. <laughs> That's a good one. I like wow. that. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh man, that one can ring true, can it? That's rough. Right. No new employees this week. Super Dave, what you been up to? Just kidding. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, we're gonna have a probably a new follower because we have a guy that just accepted a job last night nice and i told him hey i'll call you in the morning after the podcast and he goes oh you guys have a podcast how can i listen nice he's going to be listening today why don't you give him a shout out right now yeah uh sure um welcome aboard his name is michael v hill and uh probably should be starting in two weeks Sweet. Nice. Perfect. Yeah, Welcome cool aboard, Michael. Michael. We'll give him another shout-out when he actually gets here. But yeah. good to know, man. That's awesome. Uh, I heard from Rico Christensen this morning. He said, good morning, Jam. I just want to give you guys an update on how my cancer journey is going. I got COVID-19 about two and a half weeks ago, oh. which unfortunately pushed my chemo back by about three weeks. I just had my fifth out of eight treatments, and this one has been particularly difficult. I have zero energy. I also wanted to give a shout out to all the drivers who have friended me on Facebook and all the of the encouragement they offer. I will get through this and it will make me a stronger person. I can't wait to get back to normal. I miss seeing everybody at JFW. I covet all of your prayers. So, 
Very nice. Yeah, good we feedback. Too. Good luck, Rico. Yeah. Always good to hear from Rico. Definitely. And yeah. shout out to Mike Bortz. I know Mike Bortz uh, has been hanging out with Rico a little bit. I think they went to a gun show and maybe a car show and stuff like that. Nice. If Rico being sick didn't didn't like you know screw those plans up. Yeah. Yeah. So celebrations, anniversaries. Ah, this one is <laughs> a big one. Jim White, forty-one years on Monday. Thanks, Jim. Happy, Happy anniversary, anniversary, Jim. Man, you're old. Right, Dave? <laughs> that's what. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Those anniversaries, the numbers keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Uh, this one is a one-year anniversary, but hopefully it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, too. And that's Steve Barnes. Hit one year yesterday. Happy anniversary. Right. Way to go, Steve. Yeah. Steve's a guy I like to see in the yard. He's always got something good to say. And then uh, this is a great anniversary as well. Tufu Yang, three years coming up on Friday. Happy wow. anniversary, yep. Tufu. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Silent warrior there. Si- I was yeah. about to say, silent warrior. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, whether it's one, three, or 41, they're all important. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Good, good, good stuff. Absolutely. You know, I, I kind of laugh. It's good. It, it's kind of almost a dad joke, or you could look at it the <laughs> wrong way. Or Everything about this is going to sound wrong, I'm sure, but anytime I see Steve leaving, I feel good. Barnes, yeah, because oh, of the pledge in his car or in his truck, man. I, I just I love watching that guy leave, and that sounds bad to say that, but yeah, I just love the pledge he's got on the back window of his camper shell on his pickup. Yeah. I think it right doesn't he have a camper I think shell it's on the back window? Back window of his yeah. pickup, okay, and then uh, yeah, the back window of his truck. That's yeah. just so cool. So yeah, he is he is a patriot. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like that. I like watching you leave, Steve, but yeah, it's cool. That's on your stuff. <laughs> yeah, birthdays. Travis Allen, he had a birthday Monday the 18th. Emilio Camacho has a birthday today. And then Mike Tafoya has a birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, guys. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, everybody. Family birthday celebrations. Devony, which is uh, Jesse Radabaugh's niece, her birthday was on Monday. Happy birthday, Devony. Then we got Anayeli Montez. That's Leo's daughter, turns eight this week. Athena Gonzalez, which is Benny's daughter, turns nine this week. And then Joshua Coronado, that's Seabass's son, he turns 16 this week. Whoa, 16. Yeah. Yep. Happy it's birthday. A, it's Happy a big birthday. birthday. Sure that's is. One. That's Sweet a big 16, one. You know what I mean? isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you're yeah. the host, too, Jim. Because <laughs> of the names? Because of the names. I, I would murder those. <laughs> yeah. What's what some great names? Uh, I was going to ask you, did you practice? Because I would have said Devani and not Devani. Uh, well, Jesse spoke to me yesterday. so <laughs> That's why I was going to ask. Did yeah. you? I didn't yeah. practice. I just listened. Yeah, Ooh. I would have to get clarification <laughs> from everyone. Yeah. 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 That's a good, good job, Jim. Yeah. Depends where you're from. If you're from California, it's Div- Divani. There you go. Yep. <laughs> well, that's like saying it's Kearney for Kearney, Nebraska. <laughs> right. Ah. Pueblo versus Pueblo. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what right. the heck? But how, Forget yeah. about it. Isn't it Yosemite? <laughs> right? But how do you say Buena Vista? Buena Vista. No, that's not right. It's Buena. <laughs> Buena Vista. Buena. Vienna. Pieblo. I just call it, I just call it BV. Ew. I hope you can get a shot for that. <laughs> Jumping back on oh. the high road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we got a we got a nice thank you. We gonna we, you want to say hello, road? Well, yeah, only if you have a T John disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
I am so sorry, Elizabeth Martian. <laughs> Just kidding. We got a nice card from uh, Bob's wife, Elizabeth. JFW Corporation, I just wanted to say thank you for the card and the Amazon gift card. It was such a nice gesture. I do appreciate it. Well, you're very welcome. Yeah, yeah, very absolutely, cool. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Met her at the car show, at Brandon's car show. Her and Bob were there. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah very super sweet. nice. Did they ride up on a bike or? I don't know. Uh, you know, they just appeared. They could have been dropped by a UFO. I'm not Magic. Sure. <laughs> not sure how they got there. It was just boof. They were there. That's awesome. <laughs> Shout outs. I want to give Gilly Rodriguez a shout out just yes. for being amazing, a good dad, a loving husband. I mean, that guy just rocks it. And he's on the Bulker team, which I forgot to mention last week. So, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Gilly. And then uh, I got a couple last minute text shout outs. One is from Troy Hunt. Good morning, Jam. Shout out to 0090 Johnny Beret. A most excellent brother that answered my distress call and helped me get my tarp open so I could keep loading my box. Most excellent. Most excellent. Most excellent. Johnny Most Beret. excellent yeah. brother. Yeah. That sounds like Cowboy and Johnny's excellent adventure. Uh, <laughs> and then another uh, last minute shout out this morning. Good morning, Jam. This is from Francisco Alvarez. Good morning, Jam. On today's podcast, I'd like to give a shout out to a lot of JFW drivers. I apologize if it's a bit long. Last Thursday, I was headed up to Fairplay, ended up breaking down halfway up Kenosha Pass. My truck had shown me a coolant warning light, which was followed by a red stop engine light, which led to an engine shutdown countdown. I drove up as far as I could, and luckily, I found a wide open area. But shortly after, I realized I was in an area with no phone service. I got out, inspected the truck, and everything was fine. Kurt was the first one to reach out. And he was the one who made the call to dispatch slash the shop about me being broken down. Shortly after, Fish and Chris then pulled over and we took a look at the truck and we did a hard reset. And well, the truck was still giving us a countdown. Chris was the one who had received the call to help me out. Luckily, Chris had one bar of phone service and he managed to call the shop. After speaking with the shop, I was told that Scooby would come out and get me up and running. As I waited for Scooby, I had plenty of drivers check up on me, as Eric, Jamie, Edward, Gene, Bear, Jimmy, and plenty more. If I didn't mention other drivers, I apologize, so <clears throat> there was just so many. Well, they'll remind you next week, don't worry. <laughs> 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 it didn't take Scoob long to show up. He ended up disconnecting the power connector that goes to the coolant sensor. The coolant sensor was malfunctioning. We did a hard reset in no time. I was back up and running. Thank you all to each and every one of the drivers, including Scoob, that helped me out and checked up on me in this situation. So that, that's that, so cool. That, that just is makes awesome. Me proud. I mean, right? That's that's right. that good JFW. That's yeah. that's high road hauling, right? That's there. high road hauling, yep. right? Yep. Another level. Uh, let's see. Jr. wants to give a shout out to the mechanics in the red shop because they've been keeping the bathroom over there really clean. It's been nice. Must have been a nice. problem at some point. Uh, I think maybe with the last mechanics that were in there, they were still kind of like frat boys or you know, <laughs> teenagers. Writing their name <laughs> on the wall or what? <laughs> Just cleaning the bathroom wasn't important. <laughs> no, it was pretty gross. Uh, that, that's good. Welcome back, Isn't Chris. It's funny how you want something so clean to do something so dirty. Got to have a clean spot to do your dirty business. That's right. Yep. Welcome back, Chris Singland. You were missed, but I'm going to steal your shout-out, Jim. Do it. Ricky DeLeon. I mean, he is just a stud. 
Yeah. So. Yep. Good stuff. Yep. Good Talk about being on the high road. Ricky, yeah. he drives the high road every day. Yes, he does. Yeah. Ricky High Road De Leon. Right. It's got a ring Sounds to like it, a boxing it? name, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll want to fight. I, I think there needs a the thrown in front of that. Ricky the High, high road, road De Leon. Yeah. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Doesn't that sound good? I love it. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to the safety directors for giving their very best every day. That's for me. I just watch these guys every day to continue to get better. <clears throat> you know, that, that group just keeps getting tighter and tighter. Tighter as friends and people and coworkers, but tighter in what they're doing as well. So I'm impressed. That's great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Tracy uh, Holloway wants to give a shout out to Linda for being patient. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Tracy's jumped in there and done a great job. I, I mean, I listen to him on the radio mm -hmm. and different stuff like that. He might mess up some words once in a while, but he catches himself. But nothing really like like fire rocks. You know, we, we've been through those dispatchers that, you know, like, can you go get your fire rocks on? Oh, the fire sand. It's fire yeah. sand. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, okay. So, yeah, Tracy, great job so far. You know, yeah. keep Man, I have to ditto that, Jim. We've talked about it for sure off the podcast. And you take a guy, he's been in the milk industry for two decades. You know what I mean? He knows more about milk than any one of us, any 30 of us probably put together here. He's still right? got some on his nose. <laughs> But I mean, he's, he you know goes to a completely new industry, and you just don't hear him screw up. I mean, he knows yeah. what squeegee is, he knows what wash rock is, he knows what crushed rock is. You, right. you know, these things that you take someone out of their element, right, and they're just boom dropped in a new industry, right? Like Bree, our guest today. I mean, I guess sitting here looking at you, it makes me think of that, right? <laughs> yeah. When you came in from hauling freight or whatever you were hauling at 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 England. You were probably like, what? What's squeegee? What's pea gravel? What's... I was. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I kudos to you, Tracy. I mean, to jump in and figure all that out. And it's it's only been in weeks. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We've had people in that position yeah. six months and they don't even know who AI is. Yeah, look at yeah. Oswaldo. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, there's oh, a shot. Man, gone, Oswaldo, huh? you better hurry back and defend your honor, buddy. Oswaldo's right now going bacon. <laughs> it's so funny because I don't know if I told Tracy or he got win, but I mean, you guys, you guys know how I treat people down there. I mean, I love them all, but we're gonna bust balls. You know what I mean? You're gonna get a hard yeah. time. We know they all have a safe word. <laughs> yeah. It must get rough in there. But you know, I gotta know you a little bit to to be horsing around. And Tracy, he just been kind of waiting for it, like, <laughs> taking little digs at me. And, you know, he's like, "Oh, I'm game for this." So. He was there about two weeks, and you know he he knew something, <laughs> like he had an answer. And I was like, ah, only took two weeks. You, fi <laughs> you finally know something. <laughs> oh, good stuff. What's well, impressive? Yeah, yep. Tracy's Tracy's been a pleasure. The the morale down there has been really nice. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh he, yeah, he does fit in. And I mean, when it came time for interviewing, I mean, I I think we just kind of. We're excited at the possibility of Tracy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then once we knew he was interested, it was like, I mean, is there other options? I mean, <laughs> it was, it was, he was wanted us and right? we wanted yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, it was that yeah. simple, wasn't it, yep. Jim? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like our hand was missing a glove and we found the glove, put it on, and boom, it fit. It's yeah. perfect. Where did uh, Oswaldo go on vacation? Jim? Mexico. Mexico. So we're yeah. going to get a listen from Mexico. This oh, time yeah. For next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. down there. His parents have a house down there. Um, yeah, so. 
He'll probably be going. I mean, that's probably going to be his spot. Yeah, he'll go somewhere. You yeah, know? his nice. parents retired yeah. down to Mexico, they so they live there now. Yeah, yeah. raised cool. him yeah. here. Retired down there. <clears throat> I did see uh, one picture of some really good looking food. So he's pretty mm. much eating really well. Nice. And then uh, he's too tall for their parents. His parents' house. Yeah. Some, I think Jr. or Scooby showed me a picture like. You know his his chin is above the door jam. <laughs> oh, they live funny. in a Hobbit house or what? <laughs> <A> Hobbit house. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. How old? I, I'll tell I, I got to tell you though. On all of the all right, we need to be this high. On all of the vacations I've taken to Mexico, they have outstanding food. Huh. Right. You know, right. it's so fresh and yeah. Oh, he said big. his gut yeah. health is better. Was yeah, his comments. He's like, oh, the food's so good, and my my. He, I, I'm saying gut health, but he said my stomach is just my my digestive system is better. Yeah. Nice. I doubt they have all the chemicals. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Nope. Yeah. I was just gonna say it's not it's as not, processed. Not as processed. Yeah. At Gotta all. watch the water down there, though, right? Now wait a minute. Our <laughs> FDA knows what's best for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I'll save that for my closing arguments. There we go. <laughs> Don't I, get me started. I've never like. Been afraid of the water, Jam? So I don't know, maybe... It's mental? It's placebo. <laughs> right. Wow. I'm not going to get sick. I'm fine. I'm going to get sick. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, we know what you're talking about, right, Jam? They say... You know, they, yeah, they tell all of us, don't... When you go to Mexico, mm-hmm. don't, don't drink, drink the water, water, right? Drink bottled water. So I just finished this this season of Alone on Netflix. Uh-huh. I, don't even, I don't even know what season it is. I'm sure it's several years old since it's on uh-huh. Netflix, right? But anyway... They had a Spanish guy on there, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but he wins. So, uh, <laughs> come on, it's Netflix. Oh, yeah, that was season 10. <laughs> so, anyway, one of the things on there for him to preserve, like, his energy is he didn't do any fires. And he, he point blank says, I'm Spanish. We have horrible water in Mexico. He goes, I'm not going to boil the water. I'm not going to waste all my energy building a fire to boil water. So he literally goes out to the river and he takes a pan and scoops up some water and he drinks it. He was out there for, I think, 74 days and never one hiccup. Everybody else is, I got to go get firewood. I'm so exhausted, you know. And it's like they're burning all their energy to go get firewood and then have to make a fire and then have to boil the water and then have to cool it. And he's like, Screw it! I just need some water. And drinks it. He's like, so, problem solved. So where were they? Were they in Mexico? Uh, they were in Canada, okay. right? But I mean, any animals pee in that? You got oh, Giardia. Oh, you yeah. have, I mean, all these enzymes, all you. this stuff. And he actually says he practices that. His light. I mean, that's when he goes somewhere, he just drinks the water. Oh, that water could be dirty. Let me get a sip. Right? Yeah. Wow. And he says it builds up. You're, he his theory was even if he got sick. His immune system would have enough strength mm. to fend that off, and it would be less energy than if he were trying to build the fires and, <laughs> did and he try boil to the water. Eat anything? Like, what did he eat? Water? Uh, you know, actually, towards the end of his game, Jam, because he tried to go in. I mean, he he has a uh, a health background, and he said it's actually better on your body to not eat when you go into a uh, a start. Uh, Starvation isn't the right word, but when you're when you're not eating ketosis, like keto, keto, yeah, like fasting, he didn't say ketosis. Or? No. A- anyway, when you go into that starvation mode, your body actually shuts down pieces that it doesn't need mm-hmm. because it's not getting any food. Yeah. Where if you feed it just a little bit, uh, it actually tries to activate everything and keep everything going. So he was hibernating. 
basically. And just drinking regular water. Just drinking regular water. I mean, he didn't even have a fire in his hut until like day 62. I was going to say, it's got to be cold in Canada. Yeah, he just wore all his clothes. Wow. Slept in a sleeping bag with all his clothes on. I mean, it was. I'm getting ready to go hunting, and I got um, Dustin's family's lending me his camper. Well, it's got a heater, it's electric, but I'm going to bring a spare electric heater <laughs> and propane because I ain't going to get cold. <laughs> Do you know how much energy you'd save if you just didn't go hunting? Sleeping bag? Yeah, if you didn't go hunting. That's a Supers? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Aisle 9. How come you don't hunt, Dave? Because I can get everything I need on Aisle 9 at Costco. <laughs> Best beef in the world. <laughs> you guys have any shout-outs? Yeah, I got a couple here, Jim. Um, both me and Dave got this from John Moore this morning. He just got back from vacation. And he said, uh, good morning. I wanted to give two shout-out, sh- two shout-outs for the podcast. First shout-out is for any and all drivers that drove 001 while I was on vacation. The truck was kept clean and smoke-free. Thank you very much. And then just like you were talking about the, the safety directors, Jim, this is for JR. Second shout out is for JR. When I got in on Saturday for my first shift since my vacation, I noticed that my driver's side floor mat was missing. I started loading my things into the truck and JR came walking up to the truck with the floor mat. He wanted to make sure that my truck was clean and ready for me when I returned. Truly JFW culture. Thank you, JR. And he said, ends with it, I truly feel blessed to be part of this family. Again, what? How can you, how can you beat that? What's better than than our shout outs and mm-hmm. the, the culture, right? And the high road hauling, right? And, yep. Man, talk about making you feel good. Good job, Jr. Yep, yep. And and thanks, John, for sending that in. It's important that we know about that stuff. And then uh, we just happened to be all talking about George Potgeeter this morning, so I wanted to throw a uh, shout out to George for just a, a wonderful attitude. The guys, you know, that was part of the conversation. Always has a smile, always always just upbeat, always willing to do things. And, yeah, good good guy. So, George, I know you listen every week, so shout out to you. And then uh, one here, um, this is kind of to everybody that uh, takes, you know, the changes here at JFW in stride and mm. not a bunch of complaining and, and you know, just, uh, I guess, on the low road instead of the high road. And a shout out to those people that, that just go and get the job done. The Warriors. The Warriors, yep. Yeah, it's interesting. You could, uh, and this goes in life, you could put two people in the same situation. One of them is just going to go and take care of it and thrive, and the other one isn't. They're going to complain about it, which essentially is just going to slow them down. Right. You know? They're going to waste a bunch of energy. They're going to waste energy. Yeah. Good it's point. Like going hunting. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, we, I mean, we'll get into it in the discussions, but I'm, um, I'm somewhat talking about the hard wires, you know, had a, had a good discussion when we, I guess, if we're getting close there, Jam with the, um, one of the drivers this morning and had some really good points. And I think we had some good points as the leadership team and yeah, it was just a good conversation, but that seems nice. to be a, uh, you know, a sticking point here recently and, and it shouldn't be. You okay. Know, we've, we went over it and over it. So, yeah. Uh, before we get into that, do we have more shout outs? Yes. Uh, Okay, yeah. Jim, Jim's trying to. I, yeah, bypass. I didn't. Sorry, Super Dave. I was yeah. rushing. I usually do that to him. <laughs> so to piggyback on what you said too, and we are going to talk about it later in the discussion. But uh, Tony Martinez wanted to give a shout out to Andrick, who was driving his truck while he was out, 
and he wanted to say hey thanks andrick um you kept my truck clean inside uh my trailer was swept out and the truck was filled up with fuel and ready to go when he got back nice. so that's awesome such a big that. deal you guys i mean if you talk to anybody the fueling um the trailer being swept out when people come back that's like number one right you know when they take a, a day off and they fueled it for the guy that was going to be driving it while they were off the next day and then they come back and there's no death no fuel trailers dirty i mean isn't it like just a cart back it's very it's exactly yeah. like putting the yeah, car back you just, it's yeah. it's taking care of your brothers it's right. like doing it right so that as you know you read in the bible do unto others as you would have them do unto yourself and same thing yeah. you know yeah so. so yeah so true dude i'm on the, not on the fence about the fuel but you know if it's out of fuel and you put it back so you found it you put it back better than when you found it better you know? and sometimes the fuel thing gets you know messed up busy in line you have to leave or you know maybe it's a short day you know or something like that and the fueling you know that's not always done okay I, i'm kind of okay with that the sweeping out the trailer though that has to be done. You know, you you know you hauled a load. You bet. You know it was clean when you got it. That that's the that that's kind of my pet peeve is cleaning the trailer out when I you know if I have to go jump in a truck, and I and I do because I can't I can't trust, but I don't want to check the trailer. I think I've mm-hmm. said this before, but isn't it like putting the cart back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to check. Or the right? wheelchair. <laughs> there you the go. wheelchair. Yep. Yeah. Two wheelchairs. <laughs> you want to look like a goofball, try pushing two wheelchairs. Oh, man. Any other shout-outs? Yes, I have one for Cowboy, a.k.a. Troy Hunt. Wow. That was some pretty good green chili, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Is that what's in the fridge, the, the glass jar of green chili? Was that his? It was, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah it was yeah, good? I, yeah. I seen it. Nobody like, was eating it, so I took I poured half of the jar in a plastic bag and took it home. And Janet was like, what's that? And I said, Oh, somebody made salsa, you know. Cowboy so she, green chili. Yeah, she got out chips, you know, and put some in a in a bowl, and we were getting dinner ready, snacking on that way. We were getting ready, and she's like, did you say salsa? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's salsa. And she's like, there's beef in it. Like, she goes, is it green chili? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I bet it is. Green chili, salsa, whatever. Yeah, so I'm sure it's, yeah, you're right, Dave. I'm sure it's pork, not beef, but. Anyway, yeah, good stuff. Goes good on a chip. Yeah. Troy, maybe you can make some salsa next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how's your salsa? Actually, I think he almost always has every time. He's been pretty good about bringing it by. Nice. Bree, you got any shout-outs? I do. Uh, When I was driving at 0026 for bulking there for, I think, last week, and I got back to my truck uh, and was kind of having a rough rough morning i got there and i opened my door and the door hinge came off the frame <laughs> of the door and i went oh my god you know and i'm <laughs> i'm just looking okay and so then i you know i'm un- i'm going back to bulking with my truck and i'm unhooking the, the end dump and i'm you know just beating the hell out of the the uh, wet line you know trying to get it off and i'm just sitting there and i'm like what in the world and i <laughs> i just like hung my head and i kind of just went <laughs> like this and i you know I, I got down and i was going to do something else i'm like i need to just take a second i'm going to work on something else come back to this well gilly next to me saw he was pulling his personal vehicle out and i think he saw me just go oh you know <laughs> <laughs> like not this morning and uh, he came over and was able 
to to get it undone. I'm just you know swinging on this thing. So thanks, Gilly, uh, for helping me nice. out with that because I was just it was frustrating and um, having a tire deviation. You know, I just came back and I'm like, cool, okay, you know, Gilly, it's fine. Gilly, Gilly's so strong. <laughs> <laughs> Got all the muscles. Man. I would call it. We've talked about it before, though. Kind of like the cart. I'd call that situational awareness, Gilly. Yeah, you know, Good see job, somebody. Buddy. See somebody struggling, and you and you reach out and help. That's awesome. I know his son is pretty young, but maybe he got to witness his dad in heroic action. Yep, could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that little kid could do push-ups. Can he really? Yeah. That's impressive. He's a little lunchbox. <laughs> That's what we call. Being That's an where really gets leader, all his Gilly. strength from his son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Any other shout-outs, anybody? I, I'm good. All yeah. right, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Respect, 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 respect. And this isn't, <clears throat> this, this is for me, and this isn't directed at anybody specifically, but it does have to do with slip seat drivers and ride-alongs and truck, uh, people out of a truck assignment, right? So the situation we're in at JFW is we have spare drivers. What the spare drivers do for us is they allow us to have paid time off, right? Sick time, emergencies, you know, somebody calls me and says, hey, Jam, I got an emergency. I got to go out of town. You know, we're going to accommodate you, right? We got to put somebody in your truck. Well, with having spare drivers on days where there's not a lot of people off, we need to double people up. And there's been a few situations just even last week. And like I said, there's been more than one. So this isn't directed at anybody specific. But <clears throat> a slip seat driver goes and gets in the truck. And then the truck, I'm going to call it the truck owner, even though Jim and Dave own all the trucks. The truck owner is upset about the situation. Or the slip seat driver is upset about the situation. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect world. But listen, two men could jump in a truck or a woman and a man or two women can jump in a truck and get along for a day. I mean, it's just, you got you to gotta understand. The slip seat driver's... They're here to feed their families and earn a living just like everybody else. And the truck owners, you got to understand, slip seat drivers, is these guys have had a truck assignment for a long time. They want to go trucking in their truck, right? So neither one of you have put yourselves in this situation. We did it to the both of you, right? But we got to get along and we got to be respectful. You don't have to share each other's phone numbers and call each other after work and <laughs> eat their you know, sandwich anything go, like yeah, that. Yeah, you don't need to go to the bar after work together or get a piece of pizza whatever you do, right? But you know, to to get phone calls from grown people that we can't get along it just is a little mind-blowing to me. But I think it just has to do with a paradigm shift. You know, if you're the truck owner, please understand these guys are here to help. They're here to earn a living. They got a wife and kid at home, maybe. They're here to support their family. They don't need <clears throat> to be harassed or given an attitude from, from one of the senior people. You know, and vice versa. If you're a slip seat driver, show some respect to the to the truck owner. I mean, these guys come in, they've proven themselves here at JFW. They have a truck assignment, so they've been here long enough for that. Some of them have been here four, five, ten years. You know, be respectful. Understand that. That's that's their chariot. You're a guest in their house, okay? But at the end of the day, everything belongs to JFW, and we got we got customers to serve, and we got to serve each other. I mean, it, it's that simple. That should be the culture. That is the culture, and that's right. what's upsetting is 
We've talked about this. Super Dave, from the from the minute he talks to somebody on the phone to the interview, he's selling them a bill of goods that says JFW has an outstanding culture and we have a culture of respect. We tell people the easiest way to be asked to leave JFW is to be disrespectful. I mean, we've seen accidents. We've seen lying. We've seen a lot of things. But when it comes to disrespect, the line, I mean, if you cross that line, it's not a very thick line. You know, you cross that line, you're disrespectful, there's a good chance we're not going to want you here. So, Yeah, I think the, I, I, I don't know, that well put, Jim, and, and, you're, and you're trying to somewhat be, be nice about it, right? Um, but I think we, it, and maybe it, it, it happens when you work here long enough, but I, the word spoiled comes to my mind that we seem to have some drivers that have that we've spoiled because they get to you know have their hard wires go where they want different things like that and one of the things i ran into you know that led to the hard wires being uh you know dismantled as such as i know dispatch called one of the hard wires and said hey i need you to go here and they said no that's that's not my haul <laughs> and oh, you know cool. just Right. And just like you, you were just explaining, we've done all this to make JFW better. Either it's great for the company or it's great for our customer or it's both. You know, the the slip seating and the PTO and the extra drivers, that's good for the drivers. You might not see that, but that allows you to take your time off. And when you take that time off, JFW is still functioning, still yep. making money, and we're still taking care of the customer. Yep. That is a win-win for both places, right? Yep. So, you know, the discussion about the slip seat, I had, a, I had a discussion with one of the drivers about slip seating this morning. Great discussions and hope, great discussion. And hopefully, you know, we came away with the same thought. And I don't, in my opinion, you know, when he listens to the podcast here, he, he gets the same thing that we talked about. You know, I'm not, I'm not you know, skewing it into my words. But, uh, you know, the driver was explaining that when he goes to, to his hardwire, he has absolutely given them his best. You know, he's there, he's he's taking care of that plant, and he's doing his very best. Great hauling the whole bit. And he's like, don't you think that plant deserves that? And I asked, I said, okay, so when you go to a different plant, do you give them shitty service? Is it terrible service? Are you not, you're not doing the same? And he was like, oh, no. He said, I, I give them just a good a service. And I'm like, perfect. When dispatch looks at it and we take you off your hardwire and you as a great driver go everywhere, you're giving great service to everyone, not just one location. And I think the hardwires, you know, we've ran into it several times. You just did last week too, Jam, is they've come to us and go, hey, I'm not making the same money. I'm, I'm losing my mo you know, losing money. And yet when we look up the checks, Jam, right, you looked it up. They're actually making more money off the hard wire. And it's just, you know, the, these things aren't, I know people like what they like, but just like you were trying to explain, we have to do the things for the greater good. Right. Well, I, I just, sorry, Jim, I just kind of jump in there, man. I'm like, kind of jump in there, you know. Listen, you're looking at the creed, man. The first word in every line of our creed is together. And the first line doesn't say together we can't. It says together we can. Right. Right? I mean, together we face and overcome everything that stands before us. Sure. You know, it's not together we can't, I can't run that plant. 
You know, right there, you say, I can't run that plant. That's not my haul. Right. Well, you're not part of the team. Yep. Third line, together we joyfully. Joyfully is a key word. <clears throat> right. Because anybody could create an honest value. You yeah. Know, doing it joyfully, oh, yeah. that's a whole nother story. That is. Right? That's, that's yeah. tough. Uh, two things. One is, just so you guys know, whoever was pulled off the hardwire, the top 10 drivers that work at JFW, when I say top 10, I mean In the highest, the highest producers, yep. they're not high-wired. They yep. are not hardwired, nor and, have they. Been. Well, you want to say though, Jam, is they never were. Right. Yeah, they never yeah. were. Yeah, right. yeah, perfect. Yep. And uh, the childish side of me, Super Dave, this one's for you. Is when you hire somebody, hired any one of the people that we have complaining, you promised them a certain run when you hired them, right, Dave? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's funny because I, I, it sounds. I don't know. It's you didn't promise not callous, me, Dave. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, oh, I'm sorry or something, but it's it's kind of like we bring you in, we explain the culture. You're excited to be here. Yeah. You're absorbed in the together, and then all of a sudden, your little needs right. creep in. Right. Yeah. The day of the and, interview. Sorry, Dave. I want to interrupt you. <laughs> the day of the interview, you're willing to do anything to take the job. Yes, because you want to be part of the team. Right. And then all of a sudden, that team atmosphere leaves you. Slowly, it yes. just grinds away, right? And what I'm what I'm relating it to, and everybody will make fun of it or whatever, but it's like Survivor, right? The the TV show Survivor, you know, when they think they can't be gotten to, all of a sudden they're gotten. They get cocky, they get whatever, and it's it's not about what's best for everyone. It gets down to that you element, and it's just the singular people don't win. You mm-hmm. have to have a team. You have to to be. To be successful, mm-hmm. be part of the team. Yeah, something I do try to tell everybody, um, and maybe, Bree, you can remember, you've been here one year, but I try to point out, hey, all of the halls are not, the rates for those halls are not equal. We try our very best to equalize them, yeah. but a lot of them are, are a little bit out of our control. Brandon says, okay, yes, you can you know, get that price for that hall. Mm-hmm. And we say, okay, great, because it's a pie. It's the, it's the whole pie, and and you can't refuse one hall because then you might not to keep, eat, be able to eat the pie, right? Yeah. So we do move everybody around, and I say, you know, after you do run this plant, then run that plant, then run that plant, everything does even out. And I say, you know, there are some halls that you're not going to like because of the traffic or because of the mountains or because of the loader operator, Right. But in the end, when you do get moved around, everything else evens out. And I do try to make a point of that. Did I talk to you about that, Bree? You did. You did. Yes. So rolling back to uh, the slip seats and the ride-alongs, I know these people. And to hear, like, oh, this person did this, it's like, well, that seems pretty out of character. Like right. that, that doesn't even seem like there's always two sides to the story. So, of course, I got to call and get the other side. But both instances, it's like, I know these people. You know what I mean? What What's going on? Like, it's it's kind of out of the ordinary. Well, I know this person has this going on in their life. But that doesn't that doesn't help a new guy out. Like, yeah. You know, or this guy we've never, in, in four years, we've never had a complaint about. So what's really going on? Sure. And you're a new guy, but I know you did good in the interview. And, man, when we came up here for our culture meeting, you know, our one-on-one, you were a pleasure. You know, and then to hear, you know, the other side of, you know, what you may have looked like that day of the incident is, is just, 
We all have bad days, I guess. But and, and we, the, we do in the bad day. But sometimes it's that that uh, how you talk to every, everybody and how you talk on the CB, mm-hmm. or sometimes you, what you say but you'd never say on a crowded elevator. All right. Yeah. right. Hey, I have never talked shit on the CB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was going to tell you too, Dave. What a great analogy of the pie. Uh, you know, because these people get singled and they just want that one piece of the pie. Yep. I have never wanted one piece of pie. I've always wanted the whole pie. Right. You know, right. not not just that single piece. And they're so you get so singled out to that just about you. You've got and, to see the big picture. Yeah, don't and, you? The, and the world is not about you. <clears throat> Yeah, what's yeah. the new logo on the back of the new shirts that the new tri- the Western Stars? Right? Together we can. Together, Together we can. We can. Yep. Yep. Subcategory of High Road Holland. High Road up. <laughs> awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> growing on me. You wanted him, you wanted him to finish that, didn't you? Well, <laughs> there's more of that High Road Holland. <laughs> high Road up. High Road up. Yep. All right. Next on the list. Using your high beams and air horns to move people out of your way. <laughs> Isn't that what they're for? <laughs> you know, I'm glad. Oh, last, oh sorry. <laughs> last, last week with Trucker Appreciation, we kept it on a quite a bit level. But oh. some of this stuff today is it's crazy. Hey, I got to jump in, Jim. I was speaking with uh, Andrew Nonas came in yesterday uh, in the middle of the day to drop his bulker and hook up to his end dump. And he said, hey, you know, I just, and this is kind of a shout out for everybody, especially you and Dave. Um, He said he has never worked for a company that has done that driver appreciation uh, like we did. Really? And he said, that was so awesome. He goes, man, I've never had any any company ever do anything like that. So that's cool. Thank you. That is great. Thank you, guys. But back to the high beams, Dave. Yeah, so last week you mentioned, (laughs) last week was Trucker Appreciation Week. And you came to me like Monday, Tuesday, like, hey, let's make sure there's nothing, you know, on the podcast that takes away from Truck Driver Appreciation Weekend. Be- it was so hard to write the outline. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to high road up. It is hard to high road up all the time, every day, every minute, but that's who we are. And my final thoughts is going to encapsulate that. Ooh. Right? We cannot change who we are no matter what's going on. And I'll, I'll bring it. Yeah, we can't well. change who we are. All right, let's get to the final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bree, you were a great guest. Ooh, that was fast. <laughs> right. uh, Bree, what do you, when, you hear, when you hear people using their high beams and their air horns to move people out of the way, what, what, come, like, what do you think about that? Like, to be like, hey, I, I think it's aggressive. Uh, you know, I mean, if I was... I guess if I was in a hurry and I was like, hey, you're going really slow and you're, you know, I've got things to do and I'm, you know, I'm just going to flash my, you know, I, I think it's aggressive. I okay. think it's kind of a, a, a douche move. How do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I mean, it really is. We can go to final thoughts. Yes. <laughs> it really is. Podcast over. <laughs> this one's going to be through the moon. Um, Man, you made me lose my train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. well, I mean, you asked. I gave you my honest opinion. It's no, kind no, of a huge move. I yeah. mean, I love that. I mean, yeah. how, oh, I know what I was going to say. How do you think that makes JFW look to the public? Bad. I, I mean, if I if I was driving around, and I didn't know JFW. 
uh, and I saw someone do it, I'd be like, man, you know, and I do do that driving around with other companies. I'm like, what are they thinking? You mm-hmm. know, why are they like, why are they so close to that car oh, in front of them? Right. Why? Like, right. there is no need for that. I even look at my husband. I'm like, back up. That guy is an idiot. Like, he <laughs> is so close. Yeah. You know, and if that car does something, just maybe they want to be a douche and right. slam on the brakes. Yeah. The, you know, I mean, you trust your brakes that much. Yeah. I, they're going to stop in this much space. It's just, eh, it, it's a pet peeve. You know, it that's is. one of the things with the with the new cameras, Jam. I, <clears throat> I, I just happened to be out in the last couple of weeks, and I've just really noticed a lot of our competitors when you see them running together. And it's one of the things we always used to be on the radio saying something about, but you'll see two trucks together, and they're just up each other's butt right there. They're barely one second apart at best, and that's what I love about the cameras. We just don't really have that anymore. You know what I mean? When we're out there running, we're spread apart. We're looking cool on our stool as far as that goes. You know what I mean? We're, and, breaking, uh, we're breaking the stigma of everybody else. Yes. Right? So yes. every every other trucking company flashes their lights and honks at the horn. The other the douches out there do that. Yeah. We do not. High road up. High road up. High road Can't, up. Cannot yeah. be doing that. Yeah, I, like I mean, it's it. just it's just, I don't know. Aggressive move. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. It's just yeah. plain out rude. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Dave. Do you, everybody gets in these little automobile boxes and they don't realize that they're real people. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you, would you, would you flip off somebody at Walmart in the line, you know, or would you cut in front of somebody that's standing there with their cart and then you just jump in front of them? Because I'm in a hurry every day. Would you Look bump? right at him and say, "Sorry, bud, I'm in a hurry." Or would you bump into him and they just keep going? <laughs> Was there a question? <laughs> you know, it's so it, yeah. Just be real. Be be. Um, be on the high road. Be on the Don't high road. Don't be yep. that guy, yeah. right? Don't be at the best. end of the day, that's yes. not our culture. Just knock it off. And and can we can we go to kind of the meat and potatoes? We had two people doing that, right? Two drivers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that, why that's the reason. That's this why we're talking came, about it. Yeah, yeah. Why we're talking about? It. We had two people doing it. And correct me because I, maybe I, I didn't follow along with everything. But the one was in the fast lane at seventy miles an hour already, right? Honking the horn and flashing the lights. I believe definitely the lights. Right. So so seventy in the fast lane was just not fast enough. The thing is, is he can only do seventy two. <laughs> right so you I want, want that, that too you want that too which is going to give you if, if you're lucky it's going to give you 30 seconds you know yeah of, of uh, safe time yeah. maybe you know but if you get to the traffic stop up there where everyone's slow down anyway it's got you nowhere so not a good look we don't like it stop perfect yeah right. good call next on the list the light test switch I'm going to let you out of this one, Brother Dave. <laughs> well, it's been about six months ago or, or some time frame like that. We had a truck leave with a light that was out, and we said, hey, you know, you have a light out driver, whatever truck it was. And he was like, oh, I did the light test switch. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly you didn't see you had a light out. And, and Jim looks at we we happen to be together, and Jim looks at me and he goes, I think he thinks the light test switch tests his lights. And I'm like, I don't understand. What do you mean? And he goes, well, like, it's going to tell you you have a light out. And I'm like, no. (laughs) No, they're not going to think that. It's the light test switch that as you're on the ground, you're reaching the cab, you hit the switch, and it 
turns on your markers and turns on your brakes and turns on, you know, all the lights as you're doing your walk around the truck. And Jim's like, no, I don't think that's what he thinks. So he actually got on the radio and asked the guy. And the guy's like, yeah, it didn't. I flipped the switch and it didn't tell me I had any lights out. <laughs> and it was like a gong went off in my head, like bong. Oh, my gosh. Someone thinks that, right? So anyway, a couple days ago, we had a driver leave and sure enough had a light out. And I got on the radio and said it and uh, I got the same reply. So I guess I just want to be clear that everyone understands that light test switch is just a function of all of your lights flashing as you're doing your walk around. So you know what works, what doesn't on your truck and on your trailer. There is no magical switch that's going to tell you, hey, you have a left rear tail light out on your trailer. I wish. There's, yeah, right? There, there's no magic button that does that. You are still responsible for your pre-trip, your post-trip. And believe you me, if, if you drive out of the driveway here and you have a light out, you didn't look. <laughs> you just didn't look. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't think it went out from your parking spot to the driveway. The odds of that are really stacked against you. If it did, we should all go buy lotto tickets that day. So pretty good odds. You just missed it. That happens, right? You know, we should because the Powerball is over $500 million. Oh, man. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. You could buy some lights with that, couldn't right? you? Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that. So, so anyway, I, I guess, you know, it's just... I just have to reiterate that post-trip and that pre-trip inspection. Mm -hmm. You know, you just yeah. won't have those things. It just doesn't happen. And on, it, on all of our LED lights, the whole light doesn't go out. On a headlight, it will because it's one bulb. On all the rest of your lights, those LEDs have multiple little LED crystals in them. So you may have a crystal go out, but the rest of the light is still illuminated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that test switch is such a great time saver, right? You know, I tell guys, listen, you know, open your hood, check all the things, belts, fan, hoses, fluid levels. Then then you've done under the hood, then close the hood, start the engine, hit your light test button, and then you can do so many things as you're doing your walk around. Bump your tires, listen for air leaks, check your lights all in one walk around. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But you have to look. Yeah, you have what, to listen. You have to be aware that, yeah. hey, you know, some of the trailers that have coal chutes, they have the three marker lights instead of at the bottom of the tailgate. They're at the top. You know, if you just walk around and you're looking at the tail lights on the trailer, you have to look up and see the three above the coal chute on the trailers with coal chutes. So, you have to look. You have to listen. You have to be. You have to do your job. Put the cart back. Yeah, I think that's a that's what I was going to remark with you guys is it's it's the looking everywhere glancing at everything yeah. you know it's great to flip that switch on but you do just have to scan everything yeah. mm -hmm. you have to listen to everything you know all, all that stuff i mean we had a couple so. trailers a week ago a couple different rock trailers that you know one had to come in during the well first round because it lost a wheel seal and there was oil all over the inside of the tire i mean you not only visually see that especially on a rock trailer nothing is hidden on a rock trailer you not only see those streaks they're like just massive streaks on the inside of the tire but you smell it Mm -hmm. You know, we joke about what that smells like, and I can't say it on the radio, but damn, if you've missed smelling it and you've missed seeing it, you're not. It's doing so pungent. I think it, it smells like Sasquatch. It smells or like Sasquatch's rear end. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say they smell like. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, they stink. Yep. They stink yeah. real bad. <laughs> so got to do your job. Yep. Yep. Please, please check the lights. Check everything. 
So what have we learned about the enduring transmission? <clears throat> Eric Burnham sent a uh, can questions. I be, can I be on the low road for just a second? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they break down? Yes. <laughs> they That's need, a shout-out for Mikey, man. It was a rough day yesterday. They need MTMs? Yeah. Um, Eric Burnham sent in a uh, question from the audience a few weeks ago about some of the features on the transmission, and we didn't really have an answer, so we didn't read the question. But it did spur an investigation into this transmission, and what did we find out, Brother Dave? I'm looking at you. So there is a lock feature on the transmissions, <clears throat> Anytime you're moving, it doesn't matter. You can do it, you know, when you're in, in first gear. You can do it in ninth gear, coming down the hill, whatever. But you basically depress the shift lever like you're downshifting, but you hold it down. And I think you hold it for three seconds. An L comes on in the little gear mode up on your dash. So it shows an L, and it locks it in that gear. It's very, very similar to manual mode. Mm -hmm. And... It just functions in, in conjunction with the rest of the vehicle to give you the ultimate braking horsepower that's available. Uh, it won't shift right? up on you. Correct. It tries to do its best to hold you in that gear. It, at, at a longer RPM span, right, Dave? That's that's the only thing where you thought it... You it's just you, the same as max mode, which I don't know oh, okay. that everyone knows of max mode. But if you if you put it in... Say, for example, you well, you don't have to do, do it in manual. Maximum mode is... You take that, it's called a turn signal stock, but it's it's your Jake stock, right? Mm -hmm. The right side switch is what they call it. So all the way up is off, one is one head, you know, second notch is two heads, third notch is three heads for your engine brake. And then there's actually a detent that you pull it back, it comes back to the third position. That changes the RPM availability of the engine, and that tells the transmission, hey, if you can downshift immediately, downshift immediately this truck wants to stop as fast as it can and it will just downshift it gets very aggressive and stops you as hard and as fast as it can so it's not only using the engine brake it's using a higher rpm from the engine and it's also grabbing gears as fast as it can so it uses all three of those the lock mode is very similar to that it does the same thing so and when eric sent that out a couple weeks ago uh when we had sent out the podcast announcement we also attached three videos to that uh, great little one minute videos great to watch that lock mode also incorporates what they call creep mode so you can actually in first gear you hold it down it puts it in creep mode puts the l on and lock and you can actually adjust your speed in creep mode off of that by upshifting, and it's just three great little one-minute videos. If you want to educate yourself on how that transmission works, they are great videos. So, yeah, thanks, Eric, for bringing that to our attention. I know not a lot of people investigate or see how things work or, you know, know about other stuff. and Get the most out of their truck. Yeah, Be yeah become a, exactly. Become a student of their truck. Or even yeah. ask questions about it. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I, I want I know you mentioned it, Jam, when we were talking to Dave before the <coughs> podcast here about the creep mode, not the creep mode, but the urge, urge to, to move, move that everybody should have urge to move. Mm -hmm. If you don't let off the fuel if you don't let off the brake and your truck doesn't move, something's wrong with it. It's right. missing urge to move. Right. That's so that you can creep into a dock or or slowly pull away hook when you up watch to a trailer hook up to the trailer that's what the videos are about yep. is the urge to move so please 
if you don't have urge to move and you're, you're you know why don't my truck move it's because you're missing and we need to reprogram it because yeah. it can lose its programming if something's been changed also that urge to move does have different speeds to it so you know you let off your brake let's say you're in traffic like stop and go bumper to bumper traffic mm -hmm. if you create some space and i know you'll have to fight to keep that space but you could just pop it in a you know let go of the brake lock it, mode yeah go into urge to the move shift up i think you can only get to second or third gear i, I think was gonna say third. third for some reason i think Jim, third yeah. as well yes. but that's going to be faster than first right yeah, and yeah. You'll, you'll just it's just kind of like you're you're creeping along yeah. And yeah. it just holds it there. It's what yeah. I, I mean. Like you're saying, we'd have to go drive it, but it's roughly like maybe 15 miles an hour. I don't think it's that fast. Instead of two, you know, in traffic or something, yeah. right, Jim? I, yeah, I think it's, it's like 10, maybe. I feel. I would like go with single five. digits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think like okay. Five. But yeah, because yeah. the the video shows them. It well doesn't. It just says in traffic. It doesn't show them. But yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. <clears throat> Next on the list, loading out our coasters. So. I uh, got a video the other day. Was that yesterday? Man, time Monday. 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 Got a video Monday. Guy showing me um, a video of rocks or aggregate. It was lightweight, lightweight falling on the cab in the hood of his truck while he's getting loaded up at Urcosa. And, I mean, God bless him. He's like, hey, do you guys know about this? No, we had no idea about that. And right. That's not good. I showed you, and you're like, we got to stop. Like, we yeah. can't load there anymore. Get him the F out from underneath there. Yeah. The we don't load rocks on the truck. We load rocks on the trailer. Right. <laughs> the thing that you guys don't know is that's been going on for a month. Wow. And nobody else has said a word about it. Wow. Right? So the loadout outside, Super Dave, what do you call the, the one loadout? The pugger. The pugger. That broke. So they started loading inside the silo, like east of the pugger. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the material is just sticking to the belt or some guard was broken or it's fixed now. But... Guys, girls, like if there's something going on out of the nor out of the ordinary, we don't just keep loading. We don't just keep going back. And yeah, think saying, of me throwing rocks on your car. Yes, that, let me go the out there thing. with a shovel and just dump shovelfuls of rocks on your car. It's only lightweight, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> lightweight rock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Half inch rock. It's half inch rock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you in not enforce that or make it make it a. a explanation point on that that if something's happening to our trucks and you know I, I wanted to joke with you Jan when you said that me and Dave own them you know the bank owns a few of them right. <laughs> it would be nice it would be nice we had them all right probably um, a higher percentage than a lower percentage <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so thank you bank you're all, uh, your partners <laughs> we're, we're partners yeah we're asking we're asking for another partner that <laughs> hey when we you know we've talked about it a lot in the podcast when we go to trade the truck in that's the reason we're asking you to take care of it in the first place because we also have a reputation on our trade-ins and we fix we have to fix a lot of this stuff so we get top dollar of the trade-in and if you've loaded rock on them, been through every mud puddle, you know, driven into blocks and whatever happens, you know, bang the truck side next to you when you're getting in and out, and, and you keep damaging that truck over, you know, its lifespan of four to five years with us, it, it, it's a problem. It, it, it diminishes that truck. And then, and then that, that's your truck. And just like Brother Dave said, you know, and I, and I told the story about the one guy dropping his tailgate when he'd swing the rock tailgate. You know, if we went out there and just started shoveling shovelfuls onto onto the vehicles out here, people would lose their minds. You know. Yeah, it's it's. I just remember getting those forty brand new cameras. You know, and just yeah. the the fleet. You know that that the the quality of the fleet 
was like night and day going from the Beelmans to the new KWs. Right. Then Big. we added then oh. we then we added the five peats and you know, the the fleet was in such good shape I couldn't imagine some of the trucks being in the condition that they're in now. And it's just from people not taking care of them, you know, right. or not having an assigned driver for, you know, months on end or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, so true. You know, it's just like adding the Western stars, you know, as we put them together out here. I, the truck's m- growing on me more and more, you know, and, yeah. and excited. Did we get did we get Chris in 22 yet? Come think no, of not yet. No? Waiting no. for the camera. Camera's installed. Ah, okay. So yeah. we, we... I should pull up some, sorry. We should right be... Now. Should be getting close. Anyway, yeah, same thing, Jam. We don't, you know, it's a brand new truck, and we continue to be lucky enough to infuse new equipment into the fleet, and we need the old taken care of in the new, no matter no matter when you get a truck. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Absolutely. Scooby wanted me to bring up mud flaps. Uh, we ran through, I guess, uh, so we got 20 brand new mud flaps over here and 10 over at Yard 23. And we've already burned through 10 of the brand new mud flaps over here. Mm. So, and then to Brother Dave's point, when we were having this discussion, Scooby, Kendrick, and Casey, they cut down the broken, the torn mud flaps to make them whole, right? The problem with that is we're going to have mud flaps different lengths, you know, from the ground or or hanging off the trailer. It's not going to look nice. So, if you replace, let's say, your right side mud flap with a cut mud flap, which is shorter, we're asking you to go ahead and replace the left one as well so they match. And why is that? Because we're, we're on another level. We, we high road up. You know, we're not going to have trucks out there looking like, you know. Like everybody un- else. Jim. Like everyone else. Like rock's been falling on them for 30 days. Right. This is JFW. Yeah. yeah so. The maximum height allowed off of the pavement is 10 inches. Yep. Yep. Does that change loaded or empty? It does not because your airbags are adjusted by the leveler valve. Ding, Dep- ding, 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 ding. Depends on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. It's got to be closer from 92,000 versus 80. <laughs> yep. uh, well, the camera's installed in 22, but it is not pulling up. So oh. we'll, we'll huh. look into that. All right. Well, uh, wait, we got one more thing. So Potter called me this morning. We're getting ready to plan for snow removal. I know it seems kind of crazy. We're what a dirty still, little four-letter word, man. St- we're still in the summer here, but we are getting ready to hit fall, and we just like to be prepared. All of the uh, permanent spots are filled, so we're not looking for you know first string, but we are looking for alternates. And I'll tell you, the best way to get on the snow crew is to be an alternate because when they call somebody and they can't do it, and then they go down the, ro- the line and you say yes, then they call that person again and they can't do it, and then they go down the line and get to you and you're a yes, you pretty much got the position. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So. And we need alternates every storm, oh, you yeah. know, because yeah. life happens and, you know, people can't work on Sunday yeah. night or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because it only snows during the week, right? <laughs> <laughs> and only during the day, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah, talk about the the four letter word, Dave. I just was, you know, the way it clouded up yesterday, and and you know, we looked like we were going to get another little rainstorm, and the way this whole year's been, you know, I just I'm thinking, God, what's what's winter going to be like this year? We're going to get afternoon snows, or mm-hmm. or you know, kind of the same thing. What's the what's the weather going to be like? Because I don't care what you 
who you read or, or look at or the almanac or whatever, nobody really knows. You know, it's weather is just Mother Nature. It mm-hmm. is what it yeah, is. Yeah, did you notice that little dusting on Mount Evans uh, yesterday morning? It's yeah. not Mount Evans. Yeah. Ah, Jackie said the same thing. I don't care. <laughs> We're just going to ask Jackie. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Blue sky. Mount thank, Blue Sky, right? Thank you, politicians, because that's what's most important right now. Sure. Renaming the mountains. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'm going downtown to tear down that Confederate statue, too. Yeah. Pretty soon the capital will be a bad word, and we won't call it the capital anymore. It'll be mm-hmm. the, I don't know, something. I can't make something up for that. You can't make that shit up. <laughs> you know what you can't do? You can't erase history. Nope. Nope. Well, you they're can trying. Only, you can only, just, just like us, we can only be better, Dave. We got some. We got some. Right. Hi, we got some history. Learn, and, and we're learning from it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, That's killer. Exactly right, Jim. Guys, got anything else before we move on to Bree? No, no, absolutely not. I, no, I want to talk to Bree. The moment we've been waiting for. <laughs> so, Bree, you've been here since November second of last year. So you're coming up on your one year anniversary. Thanks mm-hmm. for being here. No, yep. thanks for having me here. <laughs> we always like to start with a little bit of a personal bio, who you are, family, and what you like to do when you're not out here trucking for JFW. Oh, okay, great. It's always been hard for me to talk about myself. Uh, it just is. <laughs> um, let's see. I I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada, oh. um, but I've lived most of my life here in Colorado, so my parents moved me out here. I was like two, so I consider myself a native. Um, Absolutely. Definitely. you. Been but do the Colorado natives consider you a native? Um, probably not, <laughs> but um, we're not talking about them. So. <laughs> I think they do after 20 years, don't they? That's, that was some... Yeah, yeah some, Dad made that up. I've heard it before, yeah, though, yeah, not so. just from senior. <laughs> I have heard it from other right. folks. <laughs> so we'll, 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 since I, I'm, I'm going to brag, I'm a, I'm a native. I'll vote you in, okay? Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Have to be invited. You're invited. Oh, thank you. I'm in the circle now. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I'm married. Um, my um, husband and I met, oh gosh, I think I was 15. He was 17. Oh, yeah. Um, so we, we've been together since 2004. I've uh, been mm-hmm. married since 2011, so I think that's uh, 14-ish years, ah, sweet. you know. Great. Um, been together a long time. we got one son. His name is Caden. He's 15. He's a sophomore in uh, high school this year. Uh, he hates school, um, just like every other teen. Um, but uh, he's doing good. He's doing good. He took a. He's taken a mythology class, and oh. he comes home and he's like, "Mom, I really don't belong in this class." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "If you saw the other kids in this class, you would know I don't fit in here." And I'm like, "Oh, what?" He's like, "I just, I'm the odd, I'm the odd one out, you know." Is he in Boulder? Uh, yeah. He's a Boulder High. Gotcha. And, uh, and I go, well, um, he's like, it's so boring. It's an hour long of just, I'm just sitting there. And I told him, I go, it's an easy A. Take the easy A. Right. He's like, well, maybe I should, you know, do a different elective. I'm like, unless you know you can pass it, I would take the easy A. <laughs> take the easy A. I took a few of those in high school. Yeah, yeah. we all did, didn't yeah. we? Teacher's, like, a, teacher's assistant? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if the worst is you're sitting there for an hour and you're bored out of your mind, sit there for an hour. And Enjoy the mind, underwater you know? basket we do. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's see. Hobbies. Gosh, uh, well, when I was younger, I snowboarded, wakeboarded, did all that. I haven't done that in a long time. Um, now I like to hike. Um, 
and I haven't been able to do that for a while um, until I had my surgery. Now I can do a lot more things. Good. Um, so I'm going to get back out and do that, or I've been trying to. Um, I'm a huge documentary person. I love watching documentaries or <laughs> listening to podcasts, history, science. That's my husband makes fun of me because that's what I watch. I come home and I get comfortable and I put on my, <laughs> you know, so that's what I do. That's what I do in my Sweet. spare time. And well, you're in a great place for hiking. Yes. You know, yes. When I, if I'm going hiking, where are you going hiking? I'm, I'm, I always start in Boulder. Yeah. Every year I'm like, oh, I'm going to do 20 hikes and I do two. But the, <laughs> the first one is uh, um, Mount Sanitas. Yeah, Sanitas, oh, yeah. I was yep. going to ask mm-hmm. that. Yep. Yeah. Done that. I mean, throughout my life, I've probably done that hike 30 times. And then uh, I always hit up Chautauqua. I'll do like yeah. uh, Flat Irons or Green Mountain or Royal Arch is one of my favorite yeah. ones. So, yeah. Yeah, if you and uh, Brendan get out this next season, let me know. I'd come up there and go hiking with you sure. guys. Sure, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then uh, your son says he sticks out in class and he doesn't belong there and i know you live in boulder but i also feel like you probably stick out and don't belong in boulder either because you're a registered republican right (laughs) yeah so i what i will say is i i I mean (laughs) (laughs) not just for the donuts you know well i i've never went with the grain i'm always kind of the person that fights against it so um i mean i love boulder it's beautiful it It really is beautiful we live like five blocks from chautauqua so i look out my window and the flat irons are right there i mean i can't complain it's it's beautiful it's expensive and the politics aren't my favorite might need it um but But you know beauty can replace a lot of things it does (laughs) it does i mean every time i'm coming over you know 36 and i'm coming down into boulder and i just i always look at my husband i go i'm that never gets old that never gets old um so i do enjoy living there um most of the people and i know a lot of people are like oh my god it's so snobby and okay yes uh and no i mean there's a lot of different people there and i mean you got your hippies you got your stoners you got your you know you got it's a whole bunch of a whole bunch there and i love that though because it makes it interesting and i i haven't run into a person who is rude you know um i've one day uh, with my old mazda I was going down the road and I think the bearing was bad and I heard it and I knew it and I was on my way to go get it fixed and this person pulls up next to me and they honk at me and I roll down my window and she's like, hey, your wheel's making a lot of noise and I just want to make sure you're okay and, and just be safe. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know, I'm going to I'm gonna go get it fixed right now. And she's like, well, thanks. You know, I, I just want to make sure you're all right. You know, love you, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't, yeah, again, you can't, you can't make that, that up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, what did you do before you got involved in trucking? Before, okay, well, I, um, I started out as a CNA. Okay. Um, so I did that for a while. Um, I worked at a, a rehab facility in Lafayette, Power Back, okay. uh, is where I worked for quite a while. Um, just, you know, doing all that stuff. That's um, a special job. It's hard. Yes. Um, it's, it's rewarding, right. but it's difficult. It is difficult work. Um, That's a job that can eat your soul up. Yeah. 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 It how, really can. How long were you a CNA for? Oh, 
see now you're going to give me dates a long time uh, a few uh, <laughs> Five six, years, seven, years, six years six years um and then i i moved into nursing and became a nurse uh, case manager so i managed like 50 cnas and like three or four nurses and um i worked practically 24 7. i worked all the time um if someone called out I filled in if someone called me at midnight I went and took care of that if you know there were a lot of times where I would I would walk in the house get in set my stuff stuff down phone call walk right back out and go back to work um, so you know I had a little bit of a mental breakdown working in, in nursing um, just with the bureaucracy within the healthcare system you start out, or I started out, um, I want to help people, you know, I want to make a difference. I want to, you know, even if it's, you know, one minute of happiness in this person's week, um, that's what I want to do. The longer I did it, though, the more I heard, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. You know, we can't do it and all these things. Um, so, yeah, just the, the political bureaucracy inside healthcare wore me down. Um, and so then COVID hit and that kind of worried down a little more. And then they wanted me to get the COVID shot. And I just had a huge problem with that. I, had, I just, I, I made an appointment to get my COVID shot. And this was just, you know, to keep your job, which I thought was kind of crazy. Right. Um, so I got the appointment to to get my COVID shot and the day came and I'm bawling and I'm calling my husband and I'm like, Oh my God, like everything in my body is telling me, don't do this. Do not do this. Don't do it. And uh, I go, I'm going to lose my job. Like I'm, I can't, they, they will not allow me back if I do this. So you know, my husband's very supportive and he's like, well, you know, if it doesn't feel right, then it's not right. You yeah. know, don't force yourself to do something you're going to regret. And, um, That's so good I didn't advice from a spouse. Yeah. Right. Good supportive advice. And so I didn't, I didn't get the shot. I ended up losing my job. And so I said, screw it. I'm going to go trucking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so talk about it, a change, yeah. a huge change <laughs> in, in the career path. Um, I've always been interested in trucking. I just, you know, always see it. And I'm like, that just looks really cool. And, um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a tomboy at heart. My dad was a carpenter and I used to help him put tile down, do roofing, put up dry rock, sheet rock, all that stuff, um, work on the cars. Um, and so it just, I think trucking suits me. Nice. Uh, that's so, awesome. yeah. yeah. so yeah, so that's kind of how that happened. <laughs> uh, it just, yeah, that's what I did before trucking. So it just, it just wore me down. I just couldn't do it. And I didn't agree with a lot of the things. So after the hours you've worked in the uh, nursing field, the trucking hours are like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. When you said when, uh, during the interview, and you're like, you know, we work really long hours. And I'm like, yeah, I'm used to that. And he's like, Super Dave's looking at me like, huh? And I'm like, no, really, <laughs> no, really. Like it's, I'm used to that, yeah. So really, this is, I mean, I get to go home. I get to sleep. You guys aren't like, hey, by the way, come back. Um, oh, so we can call you? <laughs> please don't. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I just want to throw out there, thank you for your service. I mean, I, you're a frontliner CNA nurse, any of the people in those lines. And I, you know, I, you know, you've heard me talk about it on the podcast, just to, you know, mention Danielle. And, you know, that's, the, that's one thing that she faces, you know, is the political side of it. And totally understand and she's you know she fills me in on so many so many so much stuff Bree, that you're just like oh my gosh you know and one of the things going through covid that she mentioned and it just it just stuck with me is you know the masks were all right doing all that stuff but they kept making her wear gloves for the longest period and she's like i just want to touch my patients you know being labor and delivery i want to hold that baby i want them to feel the the warmth of my hands and the touch and she goes it just it just drove me crazy and for some reason that little that little thing she said stuck with me because i just i wouldn't think of that stuff you know so yeah thanks for everything you did and then i and then i want to tease you a little bit so when you were doing you know working with a patient you could just look at them and go oh i don't like that patient it doesn't pay well enough right and i want another patient. <laughs> you know that that's not my hardwire uh no uh no you could not do that no no mm. I, I just was curious. i mean you <laughs> could it's frowned upon <laughs> right it's, it's frowned upon right so uh, yeah. yeah yeah you had to work with another nurse and you just you looked at him and go no i I don't want to, you know, work with them I today. Work with them. Well, I mean, I didn't have to like them. <laughs> I just had to coexist. <laughs> right. You know, and you, you, you know, yeah. I just, I mean, you, you. There, I did a lot of things I didn't like doing. I didn't want to do. You don't, know, don't we all though? Yeah. Right. Every day. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you know, the the thing is, is that you know, work ethic, right? You mm-hmm. you do it okay you may not like that patient or you may not like that person that you're working with um, but you make the best of it you know you get what you need to get done and you do it to the best of your ability and mm-hmm. and yep. you get on next you know tomorrow's a new day like so who don't you like here <laughs> no comment <laughs> no comment <laughs> how dare you bait me <laughs> so you gained your experience at CR England. Was that your first trucking job? Yes. And you were over the road? Yes. How did that affect your uh, home life? How did, how did Brendan support that? And oh, well, this, how, this will be a good one. How was it for Caden? Like okay. all, the, all the stuff. Yeah. How, all how, the things. And how long did you do it for? Okay. Well, I, I started, um, so as I was telling you guys when I left and I was saying, you know, the, the COVID shot, right? They wanted me to get the COVID shot. I just didn't, couldn't do it. So um, (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to do trucking. And I, so I look up places, you know, how am I going to get training? You know, what, am I going to pay for it myself? Am I going to go through a company to, that, that will train me? And I'm looking up the options and I'm like, well, I really can't put in, you know, four grand, five grand to pay myself. So I guess I'll go, you know, and I did a lot of research. And, and the thing is, is there's, you know, these mega uh, carriers, mega companies, um, there's going to be like so many bad reviews, right? Everybody says, oh gosh, Swift and CR England and, and, you know, whatever. Um, And sure, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I did my research and there just were a lot of people like, don't do this. They don't. Nah, 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 nah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do it anyways, because this is how I'm going to you got to start somewhere. Right. And maybe it's not as bad. You know, sometimes people put bad reviews on things and it's really not. <coughs> Absolutely. Bad. Um, Believe it or not, we get bad reviews. whoa (laughs) so uh so yeah i chose cr england and um i i 
told my husband, you know, and I, I called them and they called me. I mean, it was a fairly quick turnaround they uh they called me and they're like well hey you know we got <laughs> we're gonna send you to go do your physical and then we'll f- we're gonna get you out here in two weeks and I was like oh, oh that's really fast <laughs> so uh my husband comes home and I'm like so uh, I, I'm I, I've got a new job <laughs> lined up uh, I'm leaving in two weeks and he's like Le- leaving and I go yeah I'm gonna go to Salt Lake City and learn you know become a truck driver and he's like oh Oh well, okay. <laughs> you know, like he, he actually was a really good sport about it and very supportive. And um, I didn't know exactly how long I was going to be gone. It turned out to be seven months. Wow! Before I got to come back home. What? what? You yeah. were like you were gone. Was gone. You never came back to your house for seven months. What the heck? No. Oh my gosh. Why? So that's a hard wire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really crazy. Um. So I, you know, I I get to Salt Lake City, Utah. They have their hub there, and the first like two weeks are, you know, you sit in a classroom and you learn about all the things, and then um, you go out and you do learn how to do a pre-trip and you learn how to back your truck and you learn, you know, all of that stuff. And, and then they're like, okay, great. You are ready to go with a trainer. And then they, they put you with somebody and there were three of us on a truck for three weeks. So we were all in this truck uh a a driver and then the two trainees so there was bunks it was a very interesting experience so for three weeks we're going from california all the way out to new york and and anywhere in between you know down south to laredo texas and uh so it was a lot you go out there for three weeks you get your hundred and some hours in and then you go and you pick up your your CDL in the state that you're from. So, you know, I had to come back here, but I didn't get to go home because uh, the DMV here didn't have any spots available when I needed it. You know, we have a time frame, and especially when you're on the road, right? You can't just of stop. And, and so I had to get my, um, I had to get the uh, appointment in, um, gosh, it's real close to Clifton and Grand Junction out that way. Mm. And so I didn't get to stop at home like even Montrose when I was, or something like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And went in and then, um, then we went back to Salt Lake City and, or, or, yeah, we went to Salt Lake City. They didn't have any trucks. So then I went to Laredo, <laughs> was there for a week waiting for a truck. And, and at that point I just went, screw it. I'm going to fly home. They can, you know, when they have a truck, I'll fly back out to wherever. And I was also waiting for a team because I started in teams. And so uh, one of the girls that I met during school, we decided to team together and she was a little behind me. Her uh, trainer hadn't got her CDL yet. So anyways, so that's kind of how that was. So it, you know, and then as soon as we got our truck and, and we flew out and we met each other, we were out, we just went immediately out on the road. And, uh, and yeah, so you, you could ask for home time, you know, but you didn't all, it wasn't always guaranteed. So you could be like, Hey, I'd like to be home this time and this time. Um, but they were really terrible about getting you home Clearly. between that time and that time. So it's like month two. And you're talking to your husband, and like you don't know when you're coming home, right? And then, then month three, like 
are you coming home? <laughs> hey, month, what's going on? <laughs> month five, like, we Oh, yeah. Close. Yeah, we, I mean, we had discussions like that, like, well, what is going on? And I'm like, it's just, you put in for this, and it's, it's just kind of like they try to get you there but they i don't think they really try it's just <laughs> it i like think it. they tell you they try and then they they don't um so yeah it was it was really difficult that was probably the longest we've not been together mm-hmm. or been apart from each other sure. so you know and and so i i just basically up and was like okay the kids yours the bills are yours <laughs> you know and yeah. but he 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 rose to the occasion and yeah. and took care of everything and though it was difficult because in the first year of trucking when you're new you don't make any money right. you don't make a lot of money mm-hmm. uh especially with what i was doing you know i just didn't make a lot of money um so yeah, that's kind of how that happened. I was just one of those wives that was like, "Okay, see you later. I'm gonna go do my thing," and he's just like, "What?" <laughs> um, but he's been a really good sport, and he um, he's like, "Man, you know, I'm just so glad you went and did what you wanted to do, and that you're happy, and that this is something that you really enjoy nice. doing, and it was all worth it," is what he says. It was all worth it. Good, so, sweet. Good. Yeah. yeah. A valuable lesson there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Could I have- you? I have to laugh, you know, I, I don't want to do your job here, Jim, but your next question, what brought you off the road? <laughs> I right. think you just told us. Yeah, what, I think we could skip yeah. that one. Right. <laughs> what brought you off the road? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but before we get to that, so, okay, yeah, what brought you off the road? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you did seven months. Yeah. You came home. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Could your family do that again? Like if, if you told your husband today, Mm. Hey, I got this other job offer. I'm gonna go be a uh, Alaska crab fisherman. I'll be back in a year. <laughs> I think he'd probably be like, "Please don't do that to me again." Okay. Um, it, you know, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm sure he would support that if I said that. Mm. If I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go try and do something." different again he would be like okay well this you know it's not ideal but (laughs) i love you so uh (laughs) please come back um but but yeah um i wouldn't do that if i would have known that i was going to be gone for seven straight months without being able to come home uh i i might have tried to do something different sure you know yeah i mean i just seven months is pretty ridiculous you know it's what I mean? It's very ridiculous. Even, even if you've been, you know, you're not trained. First of all, three people on a truck <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Like, yeah. that, that's, to me, that that's just gross. Like, yeah. you know, for the company. like There's yeah. almost some living condition yeah. issues. I'm surprised there. they got away with it during COVID, though, too, because that was all in the middle of COVID. Yeah. And yeah, like but three you people. But you had three people for seven months? No. That was just the training. That was just the training. That so was like a whole three weeks. Yeah. Um, so let, yeah. Me, let me ask you this. So trainers driving, you and trainee are sleeping in the bunks, right? Then it's your turn to drive. You get up. So, I mean, was the truck just moving and you guys were sharing two beds the whole we time? Were, so the trainer that I was put with was on a recovery uh, um, fleet or, or whatever. And so, yeah, we just moved constantly. So when his hours were out, the next person, their hours would start when their hours were out, 
the next person would start. And that's kind of just how we did it. It was just a constant go, go, go. Um, There are other trainers, you know, where they would stop and and do a 34-hour reset um, and things that we didn't. We were constantly. You didn't need to. Yeah, Yeah. because everyone had hours. There were three of us, right? right? So we could just go, go, go. It sucked. Um, Shame on that. It sucked. That's crazy. And then once you got through that, were you partnered with the other trainee? The other, it was um, not woman. the person that I was on with, you know, no, not that. She went on and did her own thing, gotcha. and then I met up with um, a person I befriended at the school, gotcha. and we teamed together for nice. a couple months, and then we were like, well, we're not making any money. Our dispatcher was awful. Um, so at teams, you know, you, you would expect them to get you a run that was at least 2,500 miles 3,000 miles, right, to be able to split it and make money between the two me- two members on the truck. Um, our dispatcher would give us, like, 900 to 1,000-mile runs. So we would make that in a day and a half uh, or less, right? And, um, and then, he, you know, we'd be sitting wherever we were going for two days. We'd be early. And so we'd be like, hey, can you get us another load? Can you get us out of here? Can you see if they can take us early? You know, whatever. Well, why are you there early? Well, there's two of us, and you gave us a 1,000-mile run. We're going to be early. Yeah. Way early. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we just didn't you couldn't make money that way because we got paid per mile, right? And it was only like 35, 36 cents a mile. It wasn't a lot. And you didn't get paid for being empty. So you're just dry, you're, all your miles on empty, you don't, you're not getting paid for that. You get paid when you're loaded and you're running. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So it was really, it was really, really crummy. So we decided to, uh, you know, after trying to uh, talk to our dispatcher and say, hey, you need to give us longer runs so we can make some money. This is, this is hard. This is rough. Um, and him not listening, we decided to go solo. And so I did solo over the road for a little while and finally got a, uh, p- a position opened at Budweiser in Fort Collins. So I applied for that, got transferred back here, and that was kind of the whole plan from start, like when I started wanting to be in trucking when I started. I, my whole plan was to go, learn, come home, and do something local. Um, seven months later um but (laughs) but yeah so i finally you know i got to do a budweiser for a while um and so that was interesting i think i went over the pass twice a day four days a week just back and forth so from from aurora there's like a a distribution center there so i'd go from aurora all the way to uh grand junction or just outside of grand junction clifton um and back once a day because that would take that would take forever so i would do that you know four times a week and then i might have you know i might go out to riverton wyoming or laramie wyoming or scotts bluff or north platte nebraska or there's a there was a run in oklahoma and and i'm like okay and i would still be out you know like a couple days so i uh switched to their they call them day cabs 
Um, and then I did more of a local thing. And then I was like, I'm just, man, I'm just tired of the dispatch. I'm tired of like the loads aren't ready. I would get there early. Your load's ready. Get to the yard. My, my trailer's not ready. It's not available. It's still up at, you know, parked at the door and there's nothing on it. And so I'd have to wait and then they'd switch it up. And then it was just, it was a mess. You could never count on your load being there or you know it was just always something um and so while I was doing that of course as as you guys know I saw you guys coming down I'm like well wow look at those trucks they look nice and clean and like a company that takes care of people and I'm like I'm gonna check that out and then I saw oh you have to have two years experience and I'm like well crap (laughs) you know I'm like but I'm gonna do it anyways because you never know I'm just gonna put in an application all they can tell me is no and then and and you know but you guys said come in for an interview (laughs) how long was your commitment to CRA England now one year and you can you fulfilled it so you didn't have to pay any money back right got it okay great good yeah good for you for sticking it out yeah what a grinder Yeah. yeah Yeah, because it yeah. didn't sound fun. No, it was. Oh, that was it was, was miserable. That was, that was trial by fire. Oh, it yeah. was miserable. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, like, you know, when I when I hear you guys say that there's people that complain, I'm like, you, what, <laughs> <laughs> what? Because I mean, when I I I just started and was just thrown in, and and you know, I had we have great dispatchers here. Hey, this load's here. Go here. Do that. It's it's there. You know, you're not sitting and you're not waiting going, well, where do I go? What do I do? It's all there. Everybody's talking to everybody. Um, you know, the trucks are nice. I don't have to sit for eight hours for roadside service to right. come. <laughs> and I kid you not, one time I was on... 70 76 and you know the ta on ward i broke down just before um or just after plant 11 and was stuck on the side of the road there for eight hours it took the ta to go from there to where i was by plant 11 to fix my truck wow eight hours i had to sit there you know you guys, you know, I call and I say, hey, this is what's going on. You know, do I need to come in? How can I fix it here? You guys are either out there or, hey, bring it in, you know? <laughs> you look in your side view mirror, Ricky. Ricky's already there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, when I say I appreciate the dispatch and I appreciate um, things here, I really do because I know what it's like to not have that, to be stuck on the side of the, on the, side of the road, to not, you know, so to me, I just sometimes my jaw hits the floor when I'm like, what are you talking about? What? I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be working. I'm happy to be making money. My truck's rolling. It's not broke down. That's I'm grateful. Awesome. How often do you call dispatch and tell them what you want to do? Um, never. <laughs> oh, so that brings me to my next point. You may have heard this quote before. Um, well, maybe you haven't, but it's work hard in silence. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you read it when I gave you the outline. <laughs> work hard in silence and let success be your noise, right? So you've been an example of this quote. Your work spoke, has spoken for itself in the end up division. And now I know you've been bulking as well. And my understanding, you're actually blowing trailers off too. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> in your perspective, what has your career path been here? been like here at JFW? Um, I would say it's been really rewarding and fulfilling um, coming from what I came from. And even though it was a start and I learned a lot, um, 
I like what I do. I mean, I really do enjoy it here. I, um, I, I like coming to work every day. It doesn't matter if it's 1 a.m. or 5 a.m. I'm like, let's go trucking. Nice. In nursing, I was like, can I, I don't, I just, can I not wake up today? Like, I don't really want to go in today. What new, fresh problems are there going to be? Who called off? Who do I need to have, you know, a disciplinary discussion with? Who do I, you know, so I'm so glad I'm, I'm not managing anymore. I'm super stoked about that. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, did it been there? Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really do enjoy it here. And I, um, enjoy learning new things so you know starting out in end dump and then being asked to help out with bulker and then getting into that and um i'm just always learning and i've been like that my whole life i like to learn new things um sometimes it's a challenge sometimes i'm a little slower learning things than maybe everybody else but i i like to take my time because i want to make sure i'm doing it correctly um so yeah that's that's how i feel here at jave i just feel good awesome here now, I mean, we've we've had a lot of people that'll shuttle trailers, you know, and that's how Rob starts you off. We need people to shuttle trailers, but they just stay shuttling trailers. They have no interest of in blowing trailers off. Were you asked to learn that, or did you ask to learn that? I asked to learn that. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And how long have you been blowing trailers off? Oh, I I do it off and on. It's not like I I do it every day. Some mm-hmm. days I just shuttle. Um, some days I am there with Rob, and I'll blow my own trailer off. Um, there was a day or two I was there where I would help him blow the trailers off. Right. And it was just neat to learn. It's just yeah. something different. Yeah, it's not super, I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world to do, but right. you get, it's something else to learn. I mean, right. and you need to learn it the right way or things could go really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yes. absolutely. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's so. like kind of like dumping a trailer. It's just another technique. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, you inher- know, it's, a, it's inher- inherently dangerous, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, awesome. it's just it's cool because fun. it's like anything else. You can, you need to perfect your craft right. to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably can easily be done in under two hours. Rob can probably do it in forty five minutes on some trainers. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. Rob is amazing at what yeah. he does. He does it really, really well. Yeah, really and the well. whole bulking team is they're rock stars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Rob, Did I mention Gilly's on that team? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned his muscles <laughs> yeah, yeah Funny, i didn't hear his name mentioned last week <laughs> <laughs> and and my father always taught me you know he would be super proud of me today probably see he probably would have been just like super ecstatic what are you doing with the truck can i come on the truck can i see the truck can we go you know oh, can i come awesome. with you um so yeah if he were here today that he would just be it's like super like that dad guess what my daughter's doing you know oh that is um, so cool yeah good but yeah so and he just taught me you know try to be the best at what you do learn new things you know even if you're not comfortable doing it try to go out of your comfort zone at least learn it, it may not be your favorite um it may not be something you know your cup of tea or whatever right but yeah. but try and learn something new there's nothing wrong with that and so that's just how i uh, i've grown up so everything i do like in school and college i uh, well in high school i did a women's conference where i had to stand up in a, in a room of like 200 people and talk and i the first time i've ever talked in front of anybody you know and i i still suck at talking like, like even like this i'm like oh my god but um it put me out of my comfort zone and uh I don't want to do that again but i can say that i did it you did it you know yeah. i did yeah. it and um so yeah just 
always learning. My mom probably would tease me a little bit, like, what are you doing? You're going to get dirty. And, you know, she's she was a hairdresser, and so she's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good and attitude. And what did your dad do? He was a carpenter. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good good attitude, though. Brie, do you prefer the N-dumps or uh, pneumatics? Um, I like them both, like really. Mix. I mean, I I think it's neat to just have sometimes you're, you're N-dumping, sometimes you're bulking. It's just kind of, it just adds a... I don't know. Variety? Yeah. 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 I used to do that. I used to be week on end dump, week on bulking, week on end dump, week on bulking. Okay. It's pretty cool. Switch it up a little bit. Uh, What are some of the things that you contend with being a JFW driver? Oh, okay. Some of the things that I struggle with. Uh, Knowledge. I'm, I'm new to the game. Right. Uh, I've only been do. I've been trucking in total for two years. It's not a long time. <laughs> so there's a lot for me to learn, and there's just so much to learn, right? It's different from your personal car. I can change a tire and, and an air filter and my oil and, and, you know, whatever. But on a semi-truck, there's a lot of moving parts. There's your trailer, your tractor, your where does this go, and how does this work, and what do you do if this fails? And so sometimes it can be overwhelming. And so I feel like I think most of the um, drivers here have probably done this for a while before coming here. Um, And they know a lot more. And I think that's great um, because I know that I can go to somebody and be like, hey, I don't know what to do here. Could you help me out? And they'll know, Um, new or or not, you know, even the drivers who've been here for for a while. So I guess really it's just learning everything it's having the knowledge of what to do when something happens um that's why listening to you guys on the podcast and you're like well hey if this happens you do this and i'm like oh my god okay cool like i'll (laughs) remember that (laughs) um and then yeah just learning from other drivers mistakes learning from other drivers who have spoke on the podcast um and then just when other drivers have helped you know, when I've been out like, Hey, maybe you should try doing this. Oh, great. Um, so that's, that's the thing is that there's just a lot to learn and, uh, I'm learning every day. So I'll just continue to keep learning. So if anybody sees me doing anything wrong or sees something I could be doing better, please let me know. Cause I can't fix it if you don't tell me. And, uh, I'm always happy to learn something new. So great. Good attitude. Yeah, so so true. Super Dave told us a long time ago because he worked in the in the food industry, and you know a lot of times you'll have a bad meal, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I usually don't say anything. It's just not, you know, I don't know. Someday it's just not you worth don't want complaining to spit about. In your food. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And and then you know you know a lot of times I've had people if you say something they they'll comp you a meal, and that's not what I'm after, you right. know. But Super Dave told us you know years ago he's like. They can't fix it if you don't tell them it wasn't mm-hmm. good. You right. know, if the food's too salty or whatever. And yeah, Dave was like, yeah, you, you got to tell them. You got to speak up and let them know it's it's not good. Right. You know, and yeah, so I, yeah, I appreciate that from you, Bree, that if you're doing something, just, just tell me. Yeah. You know, just yeah. let me know. Yeah, don't yeah. be afraid to come up. Just be like, hey, I see this or that. You know, like I, I, I tell people that all the time. Just I can't fix it if you don't let me know what's wrong. I'm just going to continue to screw up because I don't know that I'm doing anything wrong. No, you're spot on. Um, But it could be a conversation too. You're doing something right. And you're like, oh, how come you did it that way? 
You know, right. I, I don't, I'm not doing it that way. What, you know, you, you learn pretty quickly, you yeah. know, yeah. when you're doing this stuff, when you're immersed in it every day. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just a lot of people are afraid, you know, they don't want to hurt someone else's feelings <laughs> or they get that, hey, man, let me help you out here next time. And it's like, don't talk to me. I know what I'm doing. And it's like, oh, not me. Just, you know, you can come up to me. I'm not scary. You can talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mentioned earlier that uh, following distance is a pet peeve of yours. Do you have any other safety pet peeves? Oh. <sighs> Like within the company or like outside, just, just doesn't matter. Either. Uh, oh God, there's a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I, this is something we talk about on here and that's um, phones. And it's not just, it's not just here people, you know, maybe drivers here, but there's a ridiculous amount of people you're driving and you just see them sitting on their phones. Mm-hmm. I was driving yeah and you're like hello you know let's go um and they sit there and then you miss the light um they were a bad lead car i'm gonna say that they were i think the lead car should always be like get through that light um especially at the turn arrows yes so it's the phone thing you know they're just (laughs) it's like they're like super dave said you know when they're in their car it's they're they're in their own universe yeah and i was driving down i-25 i where was i close to colfax and this kid's in a little honda something a civic and uh he's sitting there like this both hands on the phone looking down and he you hear his wheels go he almost hit the car i mean right next to me and i'm like you know if you if you weren't on the phone, um, right. so that's that's a big one, and that's just because it's it it just it takes seconds, you know, it takes seconds. Uh, gosh, another one um, are just yeah, just the like I said, the the semis following too closely, um, not being courteous, like you know, you've got those people that like to run together, um, and in any company. Uh, and then, you know, they don't want to let you in. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. I think it would be nice if, you know, we're all big trucks. Can we just... <laughs> everyone everyone was a just, little, little yeah. more courteous in yeah. the road rage. Yeah. And even more so for the little cars that just, you know, they think, you know, you move for me. And I'm like, nope, this is a merge lane. You find your spot and you merge <laughs> in it. I can't always slow down or get over for you. It just yeah. doesn't work that way. And yeah. I've been flipped off a lot. And I'm just like, well... <laughs> That's just telling you you're number one, yep. right? Just a just a perspective, right? <laughs> Bree, what changes would you like to see at JFW coming up here down the road? Oh, changes with JFW. Uh, can we get to yard twenty three yet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we just had a meeting yesterday, Bree, with uh, an architect, right, Dave? Yeah. That was and man, we went home last night. You know, talked about it. You know, briefly, and it's just overwhelming and not not overwhelming in a bad way you have that excitement but you're just looking at the steps and you're it's like it's like being out on the road seven months (laughs) never getting back home well everything you know i had a little bit to digest that and it's you know because i said over cowboy chili or (laughs) (laughs) we were having your during round one of cowboy chili (laughs) uh everything is a decision every single thing on that building is going to be a decision mm-hmm. right like like what color is it going to be what color trim do we have floor drains where does this go where does that go does the wash bay have this does the 
service bays have that. Yeah. How many compressors? How many lights? How many? Yeah, every thing. single yeah. thing. The stairs don't go that way. How, how many, many JFW embossments are going to be there? <laughs> embossments. <laughs> as many as we can possibly come up with. Sweet. Because yeah. we're going to high road up. Yeah. High Talk road about home. moving parts, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like millions. Yeah, we yeah. felt so far away, but we're trying to get the architect to draw a plan up to go to the city because they want an architectural design, you know. And then, and the, Dave just mentioned it, but I hadn't thought about it one bit. I mean, I, we've been concerned about, you know, the flooring, the size, the compressors, all this other stuff. And they're like, "What color? We need to put a color down." We haven't even <laughs> talked about it. You know, well, I know one red. You know, and it, but you but you think about that jam, and, and most places that you are you could just say red. <laughs> yeah, but most places that are red, red is not a good color on a building because they fade. It fades. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, in five years you're usually looking at some kind of pink. You know, it's a hard color. Mm-hmm. So you know, me and Dave are trying to think of that. You know, yeah, reds would be great, but is it a color that will last? And you know, it's just every little step is is a is a decision. The you know, the conversation about comp- compressors. You know, oh, well, let's put one here, let's put one here, and let's one put one here. And, the, you know, the architect's like, well, isn't it in the way? And me and Dave are like, no, that's dead space. Nobody does anything with this, yeah. you know, between the doors. And, well, aren't you just going to put one new big one in? Well, no, we own three right now. Yeah. yeah. Let's tie them together and have one, mm. you know, comprised of the three. I mean, you're just, seriously, every single thing. But, Aubrey, when we're under one roof, it is going to be so right. fabulous. The I mean, logistics. I can't even oh, imagine. Oh, like, it just we cannot wait. I can't wait to see the, the training facility with our own JFW plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Yeah, all, all of that, Jam. Right next I mean. to the studio. <laughs> awesome. But it's got, I mean, it, it has all those offices for that, Jam. Seriously. I know, I know we're somewhat joking, but all that is... All that is possible, and you want to make those decisions, sure. you know, and make it, make it so we can have stuff like that, mm. you know. And we want, you know, we in a discussion, not not to take away from you there, Bree, your, your question, but because it's exciting. But we had a discussion with Dad that, you know, I don't know how many people know the the saying, but we want to build the Taj Mahal, you know, and and Dad's like well, the Taj Mahal, and you know, he's he's thinking like. It's gold plated or something, you know. That's yeah, what like we're there's after. Be you know, chandeliers. You know, <laughs> every 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 room has a bar in it and stuff like that. And you know, our version of the Taj Mahal is an upgrade from from this. The next step, you know, buying buying a truck with a bigger motor or the Jake works better or yeah. you know better air ride. That's, a hallway two people can pass. You know that's right. Yeah, glad yeah, you like, said oh. that, Dave. Yeah, Not the shanty. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we need wider halls. Right, right, right yeah. Dave. And we're looking yeah. at that. That's you know? the Taj Mahal. And, yeah, we and that was part of the conversation too. Look at these hallways. Well, are those too wide? Are those too skinny? Or no, we want to be able to pass, but we don't need to ma- mess that. You know, waste that room. Yeah, all I those. That, I think what they had drawn in there was like five feet wide. And he goes, I don't know. I don't know if these are going to be wide enough for you and i'm like oh dude they look great and he's like what do you have now i'm like three feet (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's just discussions like that so the yeah the taj mahal concept is just the next you know can we possibly have a studio you know can we have you know a little better you know place to have meetings it is a figure of speech jim because this was the taj mahal as well 20 years ago right buddy this was just like wow it's in comparison of what you've come from yeah right i mean What we came from to this was the Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. What we came from prior to what we had before, that was the Taj Mahal. You know what I mean? It's just it's just evolution, right? It's yep. the next yep. step. But yep. yeah, there isn't going to be any gold-plated doorbells. There's no, oh, you know, 
Yeah. There, there's not going to be a staff waiting <laughs> no to serve you while you're drinking alcohol in the hot tubs. And, oh, okay. Yeah, not okay. going to happen. Is there, so is there going to be like a flow pattern at 23? Like, have, like There is. Okay. Yes. Yes. An actual drive pattern. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where the, the trucks park at an angle, so you enter this way or you enter that way or, yeah. Okay. And exit yeah. exit that yeah, way. Totally. Yeah. Because I was going to yeah, say, you know, we have... We have chaos here. It's controlled chaos sometimes. Yes. Sometimes yes. It's, it's just, just chaos. chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, three to five thirty. It's chaos. three thirty to five thirty. It's chaos. We're gonna have valet. Yeah. We're gonna have valet. You, you don't even have to park a poster. We're just gonna have a person like <laughs> yeah. you know with the planes. It, <laughs> com- it comes with the Taj Mahal. <laughs> yeah. Did we decide nine trucks or eight trucks at the Fuel Island? I can't nine. Not nine. Yeah, but the one's wow. kind of empty, Dave. Wow. So. Wow. You know, no, as we, you come as you're coming in or out, we filled it because there's a drive. That's true. I'm pretty sure we, it, you can. You will either be able to fuel eight, eight or, or nine. nine trucks at a time. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Bree, where do you see yourself in the future here at JFW? I know you already mentioned you don't want to be a manager of any kind. I don't want to be a manager. I don't. I mean, no, no offense or anything. Uh, it's just. i've just i've done it you know and um i i'm i'm happy to just be a driver i'm happy to have my own space i'm doing what i need to do i'm you just i just enjoy it you just want to be a dudette yeah you know i just want to go trucking i like um i just yeah i i like not having to get 40,000 phone calls a day and carry two phones and try to juggle this and that and who's mad over here and whose feelings are hurt over here and who do I have to (laughs) I can't you know it was it's a lot and um and that just comes with any company any you know you just any leadership yeah Yeah. it it, that just that just comes with the job and any business has people problems yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely and And, um, take care of people problems right and so there's nothing you know there's nothing wrong with that I just I don't like it. It's just not for me. I did it. It was great. I learned a lot. Uh, no more, you know. Um, but where I see myself, I, I don't know, just I feel like I'm a pretty good driver, um, but I have a lot to learn, you know, and so just learning new skills and becoming a, a better driver. I mean, just I'd like to, to learn new things, you know, um, I know you guys have like a tanker and you guys have, you know, the bulkers and the end dumps and the rock tubs and the, you know, so eventually um, to be able to touch on all of those things at some point um, would be neat just to have yeah. a variety of skill. You do, know? You, do you learn anything from our podcasts? Yeah, all the time. Nice. Any interest of being a trainer? No. I don't blame you. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Um, and you know, and I have you training in two weeks? Super Dave. I'll sleep on that. Okay, because yeah, for seven months. Okay, I need to leave. Um, yeah, I mean, I just it, it's. I just kind of right now because I'm still learning everything. I don't, and honestly, I just I don't know that I'd be the greatest trainer. I'm not saying I don't know anything and that I couldn't train somebody. I just feel like I could know more before. If I'm going to train somebody, I want to train them. You know, right? sometimes the best way to learn something is to teach. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) No, Jim. Okay. (laughs) I'm just advocating for the training program. Sweet. 
Well, we will come back to you for your final thoughts unless you have something you want to discuss right now. Mm, I don't think so right now. Okay. Any questions for Bree, gentlemen, before I move on to questions from the audience? No, it was a pleasure listening to you. Yeah. Great attitude. Yeah, awesome. thank you. Thank you. So we You've have, got some grit, Bree. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for yep. having me. Definitely do. So we have one question from the audience, and this is from Jesse Radabaugh. <clears throat> Why only end dumps and not side dumps, belly dumps, or live bottoms? <laughs> that could change. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I think, Jesse, the uh, again, driven by the customer, and you know, side dumps or, or uh, you know, belly dumps or stuff like that just don't fit in the bends. Just don't fit what we've what we've honed ourselves to. You know, to to continue to to deliver to the you know concrete plants that talk about lightweight and you know, a side dump isn't lightweight. It isn't uh, you know a belly dump. Uh, we've talked several times about um, you know maybe a side dump being a rock trailer like that instead of a rock trailers. But still, the areas they fit in and the dumping patterns and things like that just just doesn't fit. I think Jesse is the is the easy answer to that. But nothing is is for sure. I mean, it doesn't mean we can't change. We're also you know we had Brandon ask us. You know, we talked about the meeting the week before, and then we had another meeting last week with Brandon, and they've asked us to look into some different things and and uh, it would be uh, different types of equipment that they're asking for. So you just you just never know as you grow with your with your customer and, and partnership like that things change all the time Jesse so yeah just at this point not didn't fit in the in the business plan and our our trucks can't pull them yeah, and what yeah, I mean but, by that is our frames are not rated for side dumps our differentials and suspension aren't rated for belly dumps because they're off-road I mean both of them are off-road and our trucks are not designed for that yeah. at all like at all yeah so we definitely need way heavier frames Way heavier suspensions, rear, yeah, rear ends, different yeah. differential ratios, you know, to be off road like that. So, yeah, wow. a truck may look like a truck, but it is not a truck. It wow. is not the same truck. Good answer, guys. Uh, safety topic of the week is sponsored by J.R. Sands. <laughs> sponsored. <by. laughs> we're, we're getting big enough. We got sponsors. Oh yeah, awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Could you imagine that? Yeah. Our safety tip today is sponsored by High Dillard Road Hauling or MHC Kenworth <laughs> or the Colorado Motor Carriers Association. Or, there you go. Yeah. I like it. Uh, pre and post trips. Don't just check the box. Know what you're looking at. Does that make what? sense to everybody? So if you go to bump your tires and you're just sitting there bumping them, but you're, you're just checking the box, you're bumping them. How are you going to check your tires, hit one that's low, and then you've checked the box, you've... You've bumped your tires, but you got a flat. You got to know what you're looking at. You know, if you're checking your oil, but you don't know where it's supposed to be on a dipstick, that's a problem. <laughs> you know, if you if you're checking your lights, but you have a light out, you didn't really check your lights, right? <clears throat> Not to be confused if you know connection bounced out on your way down the road. We just happen to have that happen this week with Martin. You know, he did a walk around. He had a center marker light out. He pulled over and the connection popped loose. So, you know, it's very possible it popped it popped loose between the time he left the red lot and the time he got out the gate. I mean, it, it is possible. So, does that make sense? To you? <laughs> it does. We're just giving you the the funny face because the odds of that jam. That's that's just our thing. Is and it doesn't mean it, it, you're absolutely right. It can't happen. But you know, the the bouncing all day yesterday. 
probably knocked it loose. You know what I mean? And then that's your post-trip and pre-trip. That's what they're after. Could, could it break coming out of the bay, back lot? You, you're absolutely right, Jim. It's just the... It's got to come off somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And I guess that's, right. the, that's the reason for and the post-trip. And it usually post falls trip. off at night. Yeah, post-trip and pre-trip. I mean, when it's parked sitting there, that's yeah. when they usually fall off. That's when the tires come off the beach. So <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I guess I'm just giving Martin the benefit of the of doubt. Course. Just of course. Just because what he has showed us so far, right? He has showed us some good stuff. And awesome. I, just, I just don't believe in my heart he saw a marker light out or... I know he walked around the truck. Like, I would bet money he walked around that truck, and it looked good to him. Yeah, that's, I mean, it might sound like a ding on him there, Jam, but that's the whole, you know, of walking around the truck twice or just being totally, totally tuned in because I, I, you could easily miss the center marker light, the one little light as you're walking around. You know, could that have been done? That, that's what I believe happened more than anything. Did he walk around the truck? Absolutely. You know, um, it's like missing, you know, a possible bolt, bolt in the tire. But that's the reason we're asking you to listen with your ears, you know, also not yes. not just see with your eyes. You know, it's the whole the whole scope. We had a, a driver, you know, start to back the truck out of the, the bay the other day, you know, and the backup alarm came on. We were standing out there. Everybody moved. But the windows didn't come down on the truck. You know, and we, you know, you've been trained. We preach it in the podcast. You're in the bay. You're in the shop. People are around. You know, one of your biggest, you know, visually you can see in your eyes. But to me, when I'm backing up, especially inside the shop, the ears could be everything to, you know, backing over a creeper, backing over somebody, backing into somebody, hitting who would it, you know, never know what it'd be. I mean, I've, I've backed up and had a, had a wire tie, a leftover wire tie on the floor, and it snapped, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you hit the brakes, you stop. You're like, what, what was that? What's going on? And you don't know what you could save by having the windows down. And it's a, it's a, it's a thing, you know, of that's part of being a better driver, you know, Brian, and you've talked about that, learning that. Make it a habit. When you're backing up, roll down those windows, you know, it, it's all, it's, it's that, that next step about being better. Safety. Yep. Safety. Yeah. Safety. Yeah. Bottom line. Dave. Safety yeah. second. Oh, wait a minute. Safety first. <laughs> I thought it was safety third. <laughs> <laughs> I did send you that shirt the other day. The safety third shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Tips and tricks from Ray Davis. What to look and listen for on a post trip. One of the most important parts of our job is a post trip. We have great mechanics at night. They get the job done to keep our trucks on the road every day. <clears throat> when you do a post trip, you are looking for leaks, leans, and shiny. You're looking for leaks under. You're looking for leaks under and on the truck. You're looking for leans, a broken U-bolt, and a blown airbag. You're looking for shiny parts like a lug nut that's loose or bolts that have come loose to check them by hand. Check your stre- check your stacks, fuel straps by hands. If you're unsure, when you're listening, you're listening for rattling parts, air leaks. You are listening for audible air leaks. Is your glad hand leaking or an airbag or tire leaking? Easy way to know a tire is leaking. One, check the tire pressure monitor that says you have a low tire. Or when you're driving, you hear an air leak. Then it stops and comes back as you're moving. You might just have a leak in your tire. Hope all is well with the JFW family and your loved ones. Remember, safety has no blind spots. Look and lean. Sit up in that stool and don't be a fool. Much love and respect always. 0013 Ray Ray. Man, he told me I didn't need to read this, that it was good. But 
Anyway. Yeah, it was good. I, I love that his 0013 is his podcast name. <laughs> Handle. <laughs> he was asking about the truck numbers on the new uh, Western Stars. He's like, what? No 13? Yeah, he, like, he, no, Ray. Only in your world is there a 0013. He did the same thing to me and Dave last night, Super Dave. He, he must have hit everybody up. I guess. Uh, huh? High road up, Ray Ray. No 13. Yep. Soup, you want to hit us with that high road hauling? I'd love to, Jim. Um. So I really liked this one. Um, I don't know. Sometimes you put together uh, some just ideas that you see on the internet, and other other times they do hit home, maybe because of current events or um, something that you noticed or heard or whatnot. And this one is just it started out from a, a quote that I had heard um, and read, actually not heard but read. But anyway, this one here this week is about make the most of your gifts so um i read a quote a while back i don't know where or who spoke these wise words but they have resonated with me ever since and actually i found out but uh the quote is my potential my potential is god's gift to me what i do with my potential is my gift to him we're all accountable for our gifts talents and opportunities not only to him, but to others as well. What a travesty if you do not use your time and talents, not only for your benefit, but those around you as well. Everything we have is limited, which brings me to another story that illustrates the value of our time. When we are young, time feels unlimited. We can look at a grandma or a grandpa and think, it will be forever until I get that old. Then you blink your eyes and 50 years has gone by. There was a man who recently sat down and thought about about this. He was 55 years old at the time and figured the average person lives to about 75. Take that and multiply it by 52 and you come out with 3,900. This is the average number of weeks you might have. So at 55, you will have about 1,040 weeks left. He decided to buy 1,000 marbles and put them in a jar. Each week, he took a marble out. As he saw the jar gradually emptying out, he became very aware of the passing time and his potential waning away. There is nothing like watching your time on this earth run out to help you get your priorities straight. We can't choose whether we will get any more time, but we can choose what we do with it. We need to make every day our masterpiece. If we give our very best all of the time, we will make our lives something special, and that will overflow into the lives of others. A special life doesn't mean one filled with wealth or fame or power. It's a life filled with all the joys God has given, the love of family and the joy of friendship, the feeling of fulfillment and happiness, the gratitude of helping others and being grateful when we receive help. We need to steer our potential in this direction because any other will leave our full potential short. This brings me back to the story of the man and the marbles. This morning, he took the very last marble out of the jar. If he makes it until next week, he will, be, he will have been given a little extra time. The most valuable gift in this world. And the quote this week, too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring. 
all of which has the potential to turn a life around. And that was spoken by Leo Buscaglia, who is commonly was commonly referred uh, to Doctor as Doctor Love, and he was an American author, a motivational speaker, and a professor at USC. And as I was reading that guy's bio, I found out he was the one that said that quote about my potential is God's gift to me, and what I do with my potential is my gift to Him. Mm. And I didn't find that out until just this morning when oh, I was wow. looking that up. Yeah. So, very yeah, good. very cool dude. Yeah, very good. That was a good one, Dave. Yeah, well done. Well, when you think about that, it's just deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the story about the dude in the marbles was cool, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I was like, wow, man, imagine that, taking one marble out every week, and then after 10 or 20 years goes by, the jar is almost empty. Yeah. That's yeah. like freaky. Yeah. It's almost kind of depressing as you get down to those last few marbles. <laughs> well, the whole point is that you utilize your time because yeah. yeah. you're watching the marbles. Yeah, you're watching yeah. the clock. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you make the most out of every minute of every day. Yeah. 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 Good point. Bree, you have any final thoughts? Uh, you know, um, maybe not so much final thoughts, uh, but I know that um, there's a, quite a few of our JFW family members who are going through a lot um you know Rico Manny Dustin here in the office Veronica um you know and uh I've just been thinking about them a lot and I I hope that um each and every one of them you know they they're healing they're moving forward um that they're you know that they get better soon um and you know just what I say to everybody just be kind uh, you never know what's going on in someone else's life, uh, what they're struggling through, what they're going through. Um, so before you you get upset at them for, hey, you're not doing this right or you're not doing that right, um, you know, not everybody you know, wears their their heart on their sleeve or, you know, is that open. And, and so you just never know what's going on in their life. So just be kind. Be kind. I like that. Yeah, is, that is awesome, Bree. Yeah. It really is. Thanks for bringing that back to like the top. We can add Joanne to that too. I mean, she took a tumble this weekend and broke a couple ribs, so oh, she's man. out this week. So yeah. I hope you heal soon, Joanne. Yep. I'm gonna disrupt the uh, path of the podcast here because I had another question for you. I forgot to ask you earlier. You had mentioned that you're big into science, mm-hmm. right? I also happen to know you're a Christian. How do you reconcile science and Christianity? Because okay. some people will tell you you can't. Some people will tell you right. it's either science or God. Right, know? right. Yeah, yeah, that is a big thing. You know, and, and every time I do watch, uh, like, science documentaries, there are, that question comes up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't believe in this if you believe in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the way that I see it is just, it started from somewhere. How do we know that somewhere wasn't because of God or because of, you know, whether you believe or you don't, and that's okay. Um, It all started somewhere. Maybe the big bang was the start of even him. Maybe, you know, I mean, there's just a, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And I think that everything that's around is it started somewhere maybe not by someone maybe not by a person maybe you know the way we think of god isn't actually how it is um for some people but 
that's just how I think of it. It all started somewhere. There's something. Um, I choose to believe it's God, and other people might choose to believe it's, you know, it just, what does the scientists say? It just happened. It's just a moment in time that just happened and started from nothing and became something, and and here we are. So. I mean, God created science. That's my answer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing that, Brie. Final thoughts? Anybody else? Oh man, <clears throat> I, I, yeah. Nobody's gonna want to hear mine. I'm I'm up on the political bandwagon again. I can't what? I can't get off of it. And I'm this week's not gonna be nice. I mean, I'm I'm gonna kind of be a jerk about it. But uh, here we go. These are my final thoughts. And I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing about it. And I'll, I'll apologize now. I hope I don't upset you. But how many pages is that? It's it's one page, Jim. Oh, but I, he I, was typing Jim, away all morning before yeah, the podcast. I printed it in bigger print so I could read it without my glasses on. So it's I was not like, that much. Man, but, he's going to town. Yeah. Basically, you guys, if you don't care about politics, it's time to wake the f up. It's time you need to care. You need to care for your kids. You need to care for your parents. You need to care for your wives. You need to care for your family. Our current administration of elected officials is trying in every way to kill your life as you know it. Your way of life is in danger. Their greenhouse gas emission regulations are so completely out of control. If you don't wake up and figure out how to vote soon, you're not going to have anything left. And I just say, nice knowing you. I'm so done with people that say they don't have time for that or just want to work and take care of my family. Bullshit. You're an ignorant person. If you don't wake up sometime soon and start voting to save our way of life as we know it. The Biden administration is about to start their campaign for his 2024 election, and he has three goals. Attack the worst greenhouse gas manufacturers in the country. Guess what those are? Oil refineries like Suncor right here in Commerce City. Steel mills which are heavy, heavily populated in the Midwest and eastern part of the U.S. And lastly, cement manufacturers. Not concrete, cement manufacturers that produce cement to make concrete. His agenda isn't to help them get better. I have the article from Monday's paper. It was right there in the post, in the Rocky Mountain Post. He aims to close them. WTF. I can't speak for you, but the life I live is 100% dependent on gas, oil, steel, aluminum, and cement. Has this administration ever heard of the greatest revolution that happened to build the America that we know? It's called the Industrial Revolution. It started in 1760 and it went through 1840. But guess what? Every single year, every single year things are made, we figure out how to do it cleaner, faster, better, safer, more financially feasible. But I ask you, When was the last time your government asked you what you needed or how they can help you? They just have an agenda that they want to do things. No one has asked us. So did anyone know that the U.S. government is the single largest employer in the United States? Some of you may know that. Some of you may not. Some of you may think that Walmart was the largest employer in the U.S. They employ 1.5 million people. Well, guess what? Your almighty powerful government employs 9.1 million people in the United States. That's 6% of the nation's workforce. You know what's crazy for me to think about that? It's the only business I know that's in existence that doesn't sell anything. It doesn't manufacture anything. It doesn't create anything other than the branch of the uh, post office. That's it. 
and that doesn't make any money. It's doing nothing but costing us money. They just keep raising the price of stamps so their their system doesn't go defunct. I don't know a happy mailman or in, been into a post office that any of those people are happy. So I, I guess I just ask you, do you know who pays for that 9.1 million people? We do. Every penny of your taxes, your our business that we're taxed on, our 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 federal wages that we're taxed on, what JFW matches of your federal money that you're taxed on, we match your home, your property, to everything pays for that 9.1 million people. So I beg of you, please, please, please wake the F up and vote. We're a dying nation at the hands of our current elected officials. Don't just say, I don't have time for that. So with that said, lastly, I kind of threw out there, you know, Rich Trujillo is running his campaign for uh, Commerce City Council. Uh, the website is officially currently live. We just got it up and going this morning. He has a cool little donate button on there. You can go right to uh, his website. It's called writeinrichtrujillo.org. You can just type in, and it is right as in the word written. Write, W-R-I-T-E, in Rich Trujillo. That's T-R-U. J-I-L-L-O, and it will bring up his website, and you can donate there with your credit card. He could use 20 bucks desperately. I know a lot of people may think that's poo-poo or whatever, but uh, the reason he's the write-in candidate is because we didn't get him on the ballot as a name. You're going to have to write in his name uh, for him to win the race. And you guys, it's it it's one simple race. This is a non-paid position. Rich is volunteering his time to run for it, and it's it's critical. It's critical to our livelihood that people like Rich are elected and put in positions that protect the needs and, and the wants of our families. So it's just critical. Uh, all right. I'm off my, my political rant. Uh, everybody, boys and girls, let's go do some high road hauling out there and have a great day. Let's high road up. Site looks good. Nice. It's awesome, Jim. You got don't hesitate fun? to donate. <laughs> donate. Hesitate to donate. That's I like it. Let's see what you did there. Because <laughs> <laughs> Rich is the right candidate, <laughs> right, right yep. in candidate. Get yep. it? Uh, yeah, Jim. I'm not sure where mine fits this week. I I kind of thought the one last week about the buffalo and cows were kind of poignant, and I'm back on on animals again. So. I'll tell this little story because it, it, it seems to fit in, in some places. But there was this pheasant on the ground trying to jump into this tree, and he just couldn't make it. And uh, there was this big bull in the field watching him and uh, said, Hey, are you trying to get in that tree? And the pheasant said, Yes, but I'm too tired. The bull said, Here, eat some of my droppings, and it will give you some energy to get up in the tree. So the pheasant said, Oh, what the heck, I will try it because he really wanted to get off the ground and be up in that tree. So he ate some of the bull droppings, and I'll be darned, he had all this energy and jumped right in that tree. The next day, he didn't even talk to the bull. Must he just a Red Bull. <laughs> right? <laughs> the next day, he didn't even talk to the bull. He just ate some droppings and got clear up to the middle of the tree. Then on the third day, he got to the field, he ate even more of the bull's droppings, and got clear up to the top of the tree. While he's at the top of the tree, just looking around, all proud of himself, the farmer across the road spots him at the top of the tree, just sitting there, 
Mafarber grabs a shotgun, shoots him, and eats him for dinner. Moral of the story. Bullshit may get you to the top, but it won't keep you there. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. Soup, you have any, anything else? Nope. Just have a great day out there. Be safe, you guys, um, and enjoy this beautiful fall weather. It, it is gorgeous not to carry on, Dave, but I, I walked back in for my pickup before the podcast, and it was cool, and that grass had that smell about oh, right, it. right, Jim. I, and, I, I and, didn't know where you were going to go with that. I wanted you to finish because I Scooby just mowed yesterday, <laughs> yeah, and the good. sprinklers ran this morning, and when I yeah. walked in, I was like, oh, man, it's yeah. fall. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? That. And, and Scooby's got the grass. I, I stepped out in it to grab a piece of paper, and it was thick. And and luscious and right. and you know then it warms up and yeah what a what a beautiful time of year Dave I think August and September are probably I don't know October is good too yeah I mean I like all yeah, the months it's what a the beautiful hell? time of year <laughs> right just have to block out what's coming in another month or two but you know but it's usually and, and I don't, agree, I agree with you Dave I hate the winter anymore yeah, I'm going to say that of winter uh, it lasts so long you know but but does it or it just takes you it to just the feels point like it does where you really appreciate spring. Doesn't it just push you to that point, though? Well, yeah, you know, for sure. Just you like, but how many days spring. in the middle of winter, Dave, can we be standing out there after a snowstorm? It's 50 degrees. You can see either your breath in the air, but you're out there in a, in a T-shirt. You're warm. Not me, Dave. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. You know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at, though. I do. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I was sitting there. Um, we were getting ready to eat dinner, and we typically eat at 7 o'clock. And... Uh, a month ago or two months ago, we I, I would get home and we would sit out on our deck. Yeah, you know? outside. Yeah, and it would be you know the sun would be in my eyes. Yes. I would have to have sunglasses on. Yes. And uh, last night I was sitting there at the table indoors. It's dark. dark. Right. Yeah. And it, it rained pretty good at our house last night. And I mean, I was just I was looking out the window thinking, it is not summer anymore. <laughs> right. You no. know, and and I don't I hate the heat. I don't like those 100-degree temperatures. Uh, you know, the days are even a little bit too long for me sometimes because mm-hmm. you you get up and it's already light out, and I get up at 3.30 in the morning, you know? Sure. And so anyway, I, I'm not hacking on the seasons changing, but it's a little sad, I guess, you know, to <laughs> say goodbye to summer. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, especially we fought tooth and nail to get to the summer this year. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. good so, point. It took forever, didn't <laughs> yeah. it, Jim? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point to also bring up the leafers. The leafers have to be hitting up there in fair play. Mm-hmm. Everybody be careful running to fair play, man. Those those leafers on 285 there, they're going to be pulling over to the little viewing spots. And even worse, they're going to be stopping before the viewing spots, just waiting for a spot to pull over on the side of the road or not care and just stop in your lane. Yeah. So. Yeah, please, please, please be careful. Absolutely. Be aware of what's going on through there. Don't be naive and going, oh, this guy's going to get out of my way, and he doesn't. Jim, I know you've just been bragging about the lawn and Scooby. I'm just glad he's finally taken my advice on how to take care of that lawn, and <laughs> I got him on a good fertilizing schedule. Perfect, yeah. perfect. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the backbone. The, I was the, just going to say, the, you're the backbone of the yard maintenance, yes, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> nah, Scooby... Scooby's a magician with the grass, that's yeah. for sure, man. He does a great job and puts a lot of love and care into oh, that. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I kind of think of him every night when I get home. I mean, I I just put down uh, on the three-day weekend, 
the last of my fertilizer that he got me. And I mean, my yard, it's it's booming, man. Uh, it is. It looks gorgeous. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna leave everybody with uh, a Bible verse. It's Second Timothy two thirteen. It says, "If we are faithless, he remains faithful, because he cannot deny himself." And this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, our faith could waver, but God's not gonna be faithless because we're wavering. He can't deny who he is, right? And I've said this before, as JFW, we can't deny ourselves. Like, we do things on the next level. We level up, we, we high road up. You know, I know we've been talking about boiler up because Sam's at Purdue and that's their saying. We are the Purdue of the end up industry, you know? So no matter what other people are doing, you know, somebody's not doing their post trip or somebody's got a bad attitude, as leaders, as, as the owners of the company and the leadership team, we got to hold true to where we're at. We Absolutely. can't deny who we are. And I've, I've faltered on this recently, not so much at JFW. I think things are going really good here. But I'm, get, I'm going through a season where I'm getting my ass kicked and I'm letting my circumstances dictate my reactions. And I feel like I've kind of fell off of who I really am in my heart. So just think about that. No matter what's going on around you, just stay true to yourself. Don't deny who you are. And that's my final thoughts for this week. That's a a good one, Jim. Plus also my final, final thoughts. (laughs) 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 Don't forget to listen and don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 and help find Amber's mom. Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast as well. Rich Trujillo's uh, link for his website is going to be in the description as well. Also, thank you, everybody. I don't know if it's because we're mentioning it, but episode 72 is now the third all-time listened-to podcast. Wow. And it was down around number 10. Uh, you know, just a few months ago. So mm. we appreciate everybody going back and listening to that. It's important. Just one person may have something that solves this mystery. Yeah. So, all right. Let's say the creed and get on out of here. Awesome. Together, <laughs> Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together we are the JFW family. Woo! Thanks, Bree. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I rode up, everybody. I rode up. see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks just a looking for another load well it's a family tradition any rocky mountain day our fathers before us showed us the way we work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins we've got diesel in our veins i see those big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load there's a couple 
million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They've got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another Keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats Cause those customers are calling, and those red trucks can't be beat They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road Keep them eyes open on the road Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, breaker, two, three. Anybody got a copy on that channel 23 podcast? Welcome and thanks for listening.